There, Supercross fans, welcome to week six of the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. And, uh, geez, by the skin of our teeth, there are little technical difficulties on our intro music once again. Steve making a sweat over here, but, uh, like I said, welcome to week six. Uh, hopefully, the non technical difficulty version of the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. And that howdy out there, Supercross fans, a little tribute to the old uh, 1 800 INF Moto line i don't know if any of you remember that back before uh before the internet and the beauty of instant results i used to call that number at a buck a minute that guy had a good racket at a buck a minute <clears throat> uh 1900 or 1800 not 1900 not one of the dirty lines 1800 inf moto was the number maybe it was 1900 i don't remember but uh, uh great source for uh super cross results for those of you who didn't want to wait for cycle news the following uh monday but uh Anyhow, I'm Paul Lindsay, along with my host, Steve Mathis, who is feverishly working in the background, and we are here once again, like I said, live from Las Vegas to bring you all this week's action, and uh, we're going to give a big, uh, great big shout out to our sponsors, as always, MotorWorldRacing.com, Glenn and Brian over there, thank you very much for supporting the show, uh, great way to get them guys back involved in racing, guys and gals over there at MotorWorld, go check it out, enter the promo code MOTOSHOW for a special discount, go to MotorWorldRacing.com. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, of course. Rich Taylor for all his support. We'll get into the X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment a little bit later on in the show. Of course, Rockwell watches. I'm wearing one. I say this every week. These are the coolest watches around. Go check them out. RockwellTime.com. See who's rocking a Rockwell. Also, Rockwell, a very special contest they're having. Just get hooked up with all kinds of giveaways on our show. Uh, go to SBKUSA, and that stands for Superbike USA sbkusa.com enter the code rockwell and you get a chance to enter to win 
a brand new Yamaha R6 being brought to you by the fine folks at Rockwell and Miller Motorsports Park in conjunction with the World Superbike Round that is coming there. Uh, also want to mention, speaking of the world coming, Motocross Donation, September 26th, coming to Lakewood. The world is coming. Don't miss it. I know I'll be there. It's a dream come true for me to have the Motocross Nations right in my backyard at Lakewood, the track where I raced my very first national in 1986, 87. I should remember that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Motocross Nation, September 26th. also want to thank Zag Headphones for supporting us through Rockwell. And uh, give a shout-out to all the message board guys on Motor News and Vital MX. And uh, I want to apologize to everybody last week, any of, any of my fans, which probably all two of you or three of you maybe with my wife and daughters, uh, that, that didn't get to hear me last week. We had some technical difficulties, as Steve pointed out. I flew home to Colorado. I tried to phone it in. And uh, for some reason, we were only able to get Chad Reed on the line and not me with him, which was a bummer because I had a lot of good stuff to talk about from last weekend's San Francisco race. But, hey, we're here. We had an incredible race in San Diego again, despite whatever, despite Moto Dude and a bunch of other weenies on the message boards whining about how lame the season is with Stewart and Reed out. I mean, to tell you, this is as excited as I have been in years about the racing. Sure, I'd love to see James and Chad out there. But, man, this racing has just been wide open this year and then obviously this weekend was no exception last weekend was kind of surreal you had these three young guys hill villapoto and dungy running up front dyson for the lead dyson for the championship for that matter now with stewart and readout these guys i remember their first race at binghamton uh i think it was 06 when they debuted and i'm you know you look at these kids and you think well they got factory ride they're 16 17 years old are these guys going to make it or are they going to become the Shane Bass or Ben Riddle of our sport? I think that answer has been – that question has been answered. These well, guys are – I think, yeah. think Hill, Hill was close. Hill, yeah, Hill could have gone the way of that. He as, was on the fence. Steve jumps in here. Yeah, Hill was definitely could have been one of those guys, and it's been, I think, the story of the year, Josh Hill's turnaround. I mean, I remember, as I told you, Jimmy Button and Bobby Moore telling me this kid was something special, and I kept waiting for it. Yes, he won a race – uh, early in his 450 career, but it was kind of, uh, I don't want to say it was a fluke race. He got out front, he did what he needed to do. Now the speed that he is showing and the talent that he shows on a motorcycle is finally like that's what they were talking about. So, But this week, all of a sudden, let's call them the sophomores. I have a hard time calling Andrew Short, Davey Millsaps, and Ivan Tedesco's veterans of the sport, but let's call them sophomores, I guess. Those three jump up there and said, hey, we'll take it. You know, the, the rookies got bad starts, and we're, gonna, we're in this thing too. We're in the points battle, so let's get right to that. Andrew Short, as you know, I'll know. Good buddy of mine, obviously my favorite racer, goes down hard with two or three laps to go over that big, humongous triple. Uh, the update we got late here this evening, he does have a broken ankle. Uh, unfortunately, did not show up in the Asterix Mobile Medical Unit when I was in there with him. On the, he got some stitches in his knee, two stitches, as they said on Racer X. Uh, that was two laps to go, too. Yeah, no, two so laps, close, shorty. so close. Spun up the face of that triple, big, big triple. Uh, if you guys weren't there or didn't watch it on TV, you missed a great race. Uh, those triple that that finish line, the double after the finish line that Weimer was doing and some of the 450 guys were doing, and then the triple after the uh, after that, which by the way, Hansen was doing almost every lap in the lights, man, which was amazing, even though he was buried in the pack. Uh, that that made that race so exciting, kind of old school. Where not everybody just does the triple automatically. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot. It of was mistakes. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was cool to watch guys just pop up, you know, thirty feet in the air every once in a while. Wyndham was one of the first guys to start doing it consistently. But yeah, back to Andrew. Two laps to go. Cases the triple. 
blows his ankle apart. I had a bad feeling. My buddy Eddie Casillas in the Asterix unit was teasing me about it when I went in there to see him that he didn't want to hear my aviator fracture story. Well, Eddie, I was right. It was an aviator fracture, something that doesn't really show up on x-rays, needed an MRI. The way he cased that triple, I had a bad feeling. If his ankle hurt that bad, as you all saw on TV, he, he did something to it. And sure enough, it's called, a, it's called the aviator fracture. It's the tailless bone. I've broke it, ironically, in that very same stadium 20 years almost to the weekend ago. Shows how old I am. Uh, <laughs> just it, It's a bad deal. It's like the navicular in your wrist. I hate to say it. Uh, the, the press release says six weeks. I will believe that when I see it. No offense, Andrew, but uh, that's going to be a tough one well, to come back from. Well, at this point, too, why come back early? Why? why yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's had a great run. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Exactly. He, he's gone. I mean, folks, and Andrew, I think uh, after a day, you know, you all saw his videos. His <laughs> videos on andrewshort.com have become a big hit. But uh, puts a lot of work into those. Bought an editing program, bought a, I mean, bought a wireless mic, bought a program. Yeah, the guy's gnarly. Well, and he goes through the pits. You saw the one with Brock Glover and Brian Fleck and those guys at Dunlop and Trey Kennard. That was all really cool stuff. And you know, he does put a lot of work in them. He's big, been a big hit. You know, and Andrew's kind of a shy guy, but he's out there putting himself out there for you folks. And you know, you could see the noticeable difference in his attitude. Obviously, walking around the pits, goofing around with Trey and everybody before the race, and then sitting on his couch with his beautiful daughter Emma, saying, "Hey guys, it's me. It's Sunday." My my ankle <laughs> and uh he, he's bummed but even I, th- I think at this point andrew's one of those guys that's pretty resilient you'll see him laughing and smiling in his videos again real soon and he'll he'll realize the same thing that we've already realized which is unfortunately in this sport it's not uh if you're gonna get hurt it's a, it's when so yeah. he's had a great run five i pointed this out on the first show five consecutive 450 from rookie till now his rookie debut on a 450 five consecutive series where he was top three Three, three, two. Well, his rookie two, three. debut, he got hurt though. He didn't come until later, right? No, no, no. He got hurt at Steel City on the 250F at the end of 06. And then he came back halfway with five rounds five, to go yeah, yeah. in Supercross and got a fifth, fifth, sixth, something right. like that. So you can't really count that series because he didn't start the series. He came back for the last five rounds. But outdoors that year, 07, third. The next year, Supercross yeah. third, third, second, third. Tim Ferry so, got in there a few times with the second. That's right. That's yeah. right. Upset the, the apple cart. But uh, Andrew will be back. And like I said, all, all good things must come to an end in the sport, unfortunately, uh, as we see all these guys get banged up. And Andrew's had a spectacular run. And, uh, you know, moving on, Davey Millsaps grabs the reins. And Our just, guest uh, tonight. Yeah, it's, that's uh, right. A great, great thing to have him on the show right after he wins. But, uh, man, I- creatine who knew unbelievable that's the story of the of the day today is this whole creatine thing and a lot of people ripping on his trainer john Lausch is a good guy i don't think it was his fault if anything he's the guy that pointed it out so well he takes the blame for it it is his job to to look at what goes into davy's body and he told me he takes the blame for it not noticing it uh the supplement company changed it up on on him without telling him and he said you know his fault he should have noticed that um you know, as I wrote in my observations column, it's coming out tomorrow on Transworld Motocross. I really, when he told me this in San Francisco, I'm like, yeah, whatever. As if creatine is gonna is gonna actually uh, affect such a great performance from going uh, eight, nine, nine, eight, or something yeah. to third yeah. in San Fran. And uh, yeah, right, sure. But hey, <laughs> well, hey, a three one, and now let's not. Uh I guess not to discount his win, but it was muddy. Davey does ride good in the mud. I wouldn't even call it mud. It was very slick is what it was. And and uh, a, a dangerous track, in my opinion. When it's in between muddy and tacky like that, and you're not sure if you're supposed to be jumping stuff, that's how people get hurt. But those guys are, are troopers. I personally used to flail in conditions like that because I was a wuss, let's face it. But those guys, to be jumping that stuff, 
you can see it on you know you can see it in person you can see on the broadcast how the rear wheels were snapping into those ruts it was extremely slick uh we saw jake weimer have a very close call early on in the main jumping that double across the finish or the, across the starting line after the finish that was uh, a cool obstacle though like you said it was that, cool yeah. it was neat like i said to see those guys pop up in the air at random when and the crowd would just go nuts of course and the, again this reminded me of old school supercross it wasn't so you know, mechanical, where everybody's doing the same thing lap after lap. You'd see a guy just go for it. Uh, how about Max Ancy tripling yeah. out of the big triple, which was my kind of line. <laughs> that was cool because I, I would rather do something like that than huck that big triple. To, to launch from the landing of the triple into that corner was huge. And, uh, you know, Jake did have that close call, and I think Jake was being a little bit cautious knowing he was out front and Trey was nowhere in sight and he kind of had things under control. So I think Jake might have had on cruise control a little bit too much, or maybe he rattled himself in that case. I didn't talk to him, so I don't know. But regardless, Max straight up ran the guy down twice and almost, you know, I'm not going to say almost won the thing. I'm sure Jake would have had something yeah, for catching him. catching him is one thing. Yeah, Passing exactly. Him Getting another. around him is yeah. another. But I'm sure he had uh, Jake going, holy crap. And then uh, – what I, I hate to throw people under the bus on the air, but come on, Jeff Alessi and, and Eric McCrumman, what are you guys thinking? I know what I heard was that uh, Jeff had lost a spot earlier in the main when somebody took advantage of him on the blue flag, and he said, the hell with it. I'm going to race these guys, which is not the right answer, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that you got taken did advantage of. That? He did. I, I was told that he said that uh, to a member uh, of the Star Racing team when they confronted him, and, and he said, I'm going to race wow. these guys because I got taken advantage of early in the main. And, yeah. again, he's racing for 15th, 16th place. I mean, use your yeah. head. Unfortunately, that, this that stuff – sorry to interrupt you. That no, stuff happens all the time uh, yeah, with lappers. They it get, does. Uh, I could, we could call up Jason Thomas, a guy who is a great rider but has been lapped many times, and he will tell you that uh, that happens all the time you lose a spot to to a racer or you gain a spot that's right in the end of this end it's of the race is, yeah that happens on a regular basis you take it to the officials you don't take it upon yourself to ruin somebody else's night jeff that could be you in that spot max ancy in second place certainly didn't make any friends yeah and uh i was pretty disappointed and mccrumick mccrumman too he i've seen him uh pull some aggressive passes on people in some heat races and stuff which you know if you're going for the last qualifying spot that's fine but i i don't understand the move to to basically almost clean out ansi at the finish line when he's battling for 16th place and i and i have to believe he didn't think that was a lessee right there so Again, guys, use your heads. I think it was pretty disappointing. Now, that being said, also, Max did have a great night. Let's not forget he's 16 years old. Not 17. Actually, 16 years old. The kid turned 16 the week before Glenn Helen. So he's only 16 and a half you, right now. Do you think that his ride was due to conditions only? Or is this going to be is this going yeah. uh, to be a regular thing? Because I, literally, <sighs> he... That was not what we've seen. Sure. Not even glimpse. Seventh he, was his best finish up to this point. And, I mean, and you can't say that seventh was his best finish, but he had run second and third right. at this race and crashed right. or whatever. Literally, you barely noticed the guy at in the main events. That's right. Uh, good rider. Seventh is great, yep. but uh, you barely notice him. And uh, this weekend, running down Jake Weimer. I got conditions you, only. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that that kid is on an arc right now. That's going to see him run at the front of that pack in years to come. Maybe even this year. He's got three rounds left to do it. But uh, I think in the near, very near future, maybe 2011, 2012, you're going to see that kid battling for wins in that class. No question in my mind. I've been waiting for it personally. I've been kind of keep you know thinking that's the best kept secret out there is Max Ancy, and he just showed us why, you know, on Saturday night. But I will also discount it a little bit, like you said, because of the mud. He's an Englishman. Those guys, all the Euros go fast in the mud. He was taking some big chances. He was you know big risk, big reward, I guess, and he, it was it was paying off when he ran down Jake. And then and let's let's also be fair to uh, 
Alessi and McCrumman, they didn't take Max out. Max took himself out. He made a mental error. He was making a lot of close calls. He was. Yeah, he was uh, yeah. riding a bit on the edge. Yeah, but that's, you know what, like I said, he's 16 years old. And again, uh, and, and not to slam on Max, I personally could have done without the drama after the finish line with his bike on the ground. Yeah, and, what was that all about? Yeah, leaning on his dad and, and crying and everything. But like I said, in all fairness, he's 16 years old. He's just a kid, and he almost won his first Supercross race, I'm sure. Maybe I would have been crying too, but uh, it was – it was not the uh, the greatest show of sportsmanship after the finish line. But, uh, again, let's say he's a kid. So great ride by Max Ancy. Incredible. For me, the story of the year in the lights class right there. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of great storylines. Obviously, Jake Weimer killing everybody is one. Trey Kennard coming back last weekend to win has been awesome, too, nursing that sore ankle, uh, the Achilles injury. But Max Ancy running down Jake Weimer was like, are you kidding me right, right now? It was just fun to watch. It was just when he was gaining on him is when I was saying, are you kidding me right now? I'm sitting there talking to my buddies like he is catching Jake Weimer. This is not happening. He passed uh, uh, Blake Wharton and, and took off after Jake. So, uh, and actually put uh, Blake off the track a little bit there, but whatever. I mean, it was, it was a good clean pass, aggressive pass, but uh, yeah, great story. And uh, get back to the, well, you know what we didn't do? We didn't do the trivia. In the we beginning. didn't do the yeah, trivia. That is your, right over. That is your specialty. Yeah, Lindsay. we got all excited. All right, you the, are the trivia god. Again, I want to pa- apologize for everybody last week that I was not on the show, but Steve did a good job of uh, breaking things down with Chad Reed and Guy B from Vital MX. Thanks again to Guy B for coming on, um, and to Chad, of course. I saw Chad Saturday night, and he had a great time. Said he wants to come back on. So, Chad, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time. You know, you know, before we get to the trivia, you know what I thought was really cool? What's that? Was uh. Uh, Reedy watched the race probably from some private box somewhere, yep. and after the main event was over, I ran into him in the concourse, and we were all waiting for the press box elevator, and he was just chilling, you yep. know, just waiting, and people were coming up and talking to him, and he, he was in a bad mood just because yep. he was watching the races or whatever, but uh, uh, and then to get back into the pits, there was a long line of people, and they were checking credentials and everything. Yeah, and they're bad at San Diego for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's one of my things I'm going to go on about, but... Uh, yep. And there was uh, there was Reedy just waiting in line like everybody else, yeah. just waiting. And uh, fans were like yelling his name, and he's just hey, what's up? <laughs> like I don't know, I just thought that was cool, like that he well that he was there, a you yeah. know signing autographs and doing all that, and b uh, just hanging out with the fans and not really, you know, being seemed a little more relaxed when I talked yeah. to him as well. I think the pressure's off now, and uh, you know that's a question I was going to throw in our our X brand question that I didn't get in there was is are we going to see Chad Reed back in the series winning races potentially well, maybe, this maybe year? Maybe they I just think. bench him because Nick Way. Yeah, exactly. How about Nick Way grabbing the whole shot Holy. and leading for a while? That was yeah. that was fun to Good. watch in the mud. All the mudders seemed to come to the fruition here. Davey and and Wyndham and uh, Wyndham was coming before he smoked a clutch. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but what wasn't fun was watching Nick go go backwards. Yeah, but. that you know he. I actually think Nick was going to make my Paul's podium last week for jumping on that Cowie and getting a getting a top ten. What did he get last week? A sixth or an eighth? Uh, I think uh, an tenth. eighth or tenth last week. Yeah. Okay, uh, him and Burner doing their jobs as fill-in riders. I, that was going to make my Paul's podium this week. Another great ride by nick like you said but with the anchor out at the end hangs on for a ninth place finish which was good kyle chisholm rounding up the top 10 another great ride for him and chris blows in 11th place getting his best finish one of my guys so i was pretty pumped on that too i mean the mud sure the great equalizer and sure andrew crashed out and sure Wyndham crashed out so that moved those guys up but uh we'll get to one of my other guys later one of my buddies justin brayton six six five in the last three weeks consecutively quietly sneaking up on ivan tedesco five points behind him out of fifth so uh great ride for jb on the on the uh toyota joe gibbs jgr next yay hey jb so uh 
We'll get to this week's trivia. Last week's trivia question, by the way, some of you sent in the right answer, so you'll be receiving some. Some didn't. Yeah, some didn't. This, we thought this was easy. We try to make them as easy as possible. We don't want anybody. Some guy wrote in McGrath. <laughs> that, hey, that was the next one, actually. Yeah. That was the next one, so that's not too far off. But who was the last rider? We, we talked about it, James Stewart not being able to successfully defend his number one plate. Who was the last rider to do it? And of course, the correct answer is Ricky Carmichael in 05 and 06. So this week, we will get into uh, the trivia again. Once again, brought to you by Rockwell. Uh, Davey Millsaps, our guest tonight. And by the way, folks, we're going to ramble on a little bit here. Davey's got a, uh, had something come up he's going to call. We're going to call him about 7 o'clock. So hang in there with us. You'll get to listen to Steve and I ramble. If you tuned in for Davey, hang in there for about another 30, 40 and he minutes. And will, he will take your uh, your questions yep, at uh, 702-586-PULP. That's right. uh, Davey not scared this week. Yeah, yeah, whatever's on your mind. Yeah, he's pumped. Him. I mean, he's pumped. He's back together with his wife, Brittany, as you saw. He's thanking her on the podium, which is a good thing. He's got a good support staff. And people, you know what? I, I think people put ec- unrealistic expectations on some of these guys. I'm a big defender of some guys like Davey. There can only be one winner in our sport. Let's go easy on these guys. They're the top premier athletes in the world. Let's not just throw them to the wolves when they get a seventh or an eighth. I mean, these guys are all fast. They all train hard. They all want to win. And on occasion, somebody has to get sixth place. You can't have all six of those guys winning the race. So uh, Davey turning things around here, certainly not living up to his expectations at times. But now leads right in perfect segue into my trivia question. That was Davey's third win in the premier class. There's a lot of guys that do not even have a win in the premier class. So go easy on Davey. The question is, uh, this week, and by the way, we have a new email because we're high-tech like that. The new email you want to send your questions to, do not send them to steve at directmotocross.com, although maybe for the first week we'll take some because nobody's paying attention. Motoshowtrivia at hotmail.com. That's motoshowtrivia at hotmail.com. Send in your answers. And the question this week for some Rockwell swag and some Zag headphone earbuds what were the last two races that Davey Millsaps won? Basically, his first two. He's got three wins now. Give me the last two, the dates, and the place that Davey won. All right? <clears throat> what two races were Davey Millsaps' first two races? We know his third one was Saturday in San Diego. So there you go. There's your Rockwell trivia question for this week. And uh, now I think what we'll do is well, maybe – You know what we should do? What's that? We should, uh, I sh- we should publish some of these people – email or names and the wrong answers because some of these answers just blow me away <laughs> you had the one uh what was the one uh, we were laughing at two weeks ago i don't even remember. Um, it was, uh, the question was about uh, oh it was Jan- grant langston's wins uh that was the first week or yeah. grant langston's championships when yeah. we specifically said no, no supermoto super and you must have said it paul 10 times <laughs> and somebody writes in well counting supermoto there's uh there's eight or whatever and i'm yeah, just exactly like, i just get these answers and i'm like what are you guys doing like i, I don't know what you're thinking but uh we're gonna have to start um mocking you by by publishing some of those and talking to people the only the only uh i guess excuse could be they just hear grant langston titles and they feverishly start typing in because they want to win because i know that first week your inbox filled up yeah. quick yeah. so i guess we could take that as a compliment but we to had to, that i guess no nah, yeah we did not, the first week there was a free watch that's true. Now That's there's true. just gift certificates, and everyone. And hey, so we take ten. Yeah, you know? and, and let's let me let me tell you this, people. This isn't just uh, like some phony scam to get you to buy a watch. Rockwell has some cheap watches at a hundred bucks and above. So if you're getting a fifty or hundred dollar gift certificate, you can almost get a free watch. We're not just trying to get you to buy watches. I mean, sure we are because I think they're great watches, but this is a this is a legit deal. You can almost yeah. go buy your own watch. We just want everybody to be able to choose what they win. So if you right. have a fifty dollar gift certificate and you want to buy a hundred dollar watch. Uh, you're getting half off the deal. That's a pretty good deal. You can go there and pick whichever one you want. Or you can pick one of the higher-end ones like I've got on, and trust me, these things are high-end quality watches. So, again, Rockwell time, 
Go check it out. Send your answers to that question. What were Davey Millsap's two first wins in the 450 class to Moto Show Trivia at hotmail.com? I also want to give a shout out to Grant Langston this week. Another mutter that rose to the to the front of the pack there in the mud. He was really hauling. I mean, he was one of the ones jumping that big triple. And uh, I talked to him a little bit before the race. He seems like he's having fun. He was a little bit bummed with how he rode in San Francisco, but uh, you know, I, I think Grant it's it's Somebody on Motor News, in fact, I should have put this in our uh, question of the week, the view from behind the keyboard, but uh, uh, The Rock, Michael Ridgeton, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I actually met him briefly this weekend. Great guy, helps out the Yamaha Troy team, the old Yamaha Troy team, now the, uh, what is it, the Boost Mobile Jason Lawrence team. Uh, you know, helps those guys out, has some great products. He pointed out on there a, a great a great point with Grant Langston that, a top 10 for Grant Langston right now is as good as a podium. And I'd have to agree with that. With as deep as the 450 class is, and Grant Langston sitting on the couch for nearly two seasons, to come back and get a top 10 is a big deal in my opinion. So yeah, props he, to Grant Langston twice, two, three times now he's been in the top 10. He uh, he definitely looked pretty rusty last week. So uh, yeah. any, anything uh, anything out of him um, performance-wise, top 10 is a big, big improvement from uh, San Francisco. Absolutely. Which is weird how he struggled in San Francisco because conditions were – a little similar, similar. Yeah, you know, yeah. not exactly the same, but so you would think a guy would either thrive or not. But uh, I think once again, like he did at A one this past weekend in San Diego, Langston really stayed out of trouble and put in twenty consistent laps. It's not the blazing speed that he had uh, his old Grant Langston. He just concentrated on doing twenty laps. Well, while uh, although I'll agree with you and disagree with you slightly, he did exactly that. He was consistent for twenty laps, but there were points in the main when I saw in in the heat race where I did see that old Grant Langston speed, which made me excited. Like Grant is truly back. When I missed he would, that when, when he would seat bounce that triple in the mud and do some stuff. Uh, the triple, triple, triple section, which very few people got finally got figured out. When he started doing stuff like that, I was like, wow, he is really getting things figured out and feels comfortable in this slick stuff. And let's not forget the Frenchies who got in there every week. These guys come over on the the what's it called the le trail team the le top le top yeah. le top team which is uh, the top it's a yeah. what it is is it's a french uh distributor in france uh obviously in, a okay, distributor yeah. in france for kawasaki right uh very big uh biggest dealer slash distributor in france and yeah. so they've, they've got a u.s Izord, effort now with his best finish in a 12 fabian izord is how i pronounce it i met this guy i would i would say kid he's not a kid i think he's 22 or 23 great guy Met him over in Genoa two years ago. Watched him give uh, guys like Ben Coise and uh, uh, even Brayton and those guys, giving them a hard time over there in uh, in Italy at Genoa Supercross and at the uh, uh, Paris Bercy Supercross. Great guy, really consistent riders, does all the big jumps, doesn't do anything flashy, but he's kind of like what you were saying with Langston, just does 20 salt laps. He, I believe that would be his best finish in 12th place this week. And then Cyril Coulon also getting the main event for the, what, third time this week, I believe. And so the French is representing. Think, and I don't even think they're, that they're either of the best French guys. No. Well, I mean, not if you if you don't count Musquin. Oh, there's, I, I, I think mean, Aranda's better than both of those guys. Absolutely. And, uh, Aranda and, wasn't you know, there this week, I don't think. And he hasn't been there Xavier since, Boog, since, since the third round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Aranda and Paulin, both probably better riders absolutely. than those two guys. Absolutely. So, the French guys churning out great riders as usual. They've got their own Supercross series. For, People uh, ask why. Yeah. yeah. Look for Musquin. And Aranda and Izoid and Kulin and uh, Paulin Boom. all in a yep. main of all in a main event near you. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And how about Bobby Bonds quietly sneaking in the main? Yeah. His first Supercross in the 450 class, I believe. Uh, he rode the first one. He rode A1. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah, okay, he rode my A1. Bad. My bad. I believe. Right. And uh, he didn't qualify. He rode actually. He was out of qualifying spot, and he hunted down. I saw that. Uh, uh, that was going to be who, what, did, he who did he hunt down? 
Jeez, he hunted a guy down from there. the back, um, and it was a, a semi-impressive ride. Um, he came, yeah, from a ways back to, that to catch the, the guy. That was in the LCQ, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in yeah. the LCQ. It was, um, I'm thinking Marsac, but of course it wasn't Marsac. Was it Keeney? No. Uh, it might have been Keeney. I watched Might the race, and I'm remember, yeah. I can't remember but, either. Uh, good, but good ride for, for, for Bobby Bonds, for sure. And, uh, you know, for a guy to just step into Supercross here and there, and uh, you know he doesn't have that great a practice track, and his bike's probably not that dialed in, and uh, he still puts it in the main event. Yeah, and then, know? like I said, Kyle Chisholm with a solid 10th place, and now let's see where did he sneak up to in points. He's uh, yeah, Chisholm's been doing well. place in points. That's going to Missing put him, the first round as well. Yeah, top almost top privateer, I guess. You got Nick Way ahead of him, and then, of course, uh, Tedesco, which we won't get into that, but technically a privateer tedesco's a, yeah. a privateer way yeah, is yeah. not he's lost it with his ride now but that's right um yeah i mean as i as i spoke to dave prater about that too he uh he let me know that the uh the feld feld entertainment was very very close to pulling the privateer points fund this year really? and uh and they decided because there's no sponsor for it anymore smokeless mm. tobacco does not sponsor it so they decided to uh to keep it and uh good for them and uh that's a lot of money a it's a lot, lot of money. money. Helps out yeah. a lot, and uh, and good for and Ivan Tedesco probably very happy about that. Yep. I know some competitors aren't too pumped on him being a privateer because they kind of say, "What's the difference between Langston, who is not a privateer, and Tedesco, who is?" And Langston's I not I, listed as privateer. Not right now. They're looking at it, but I'm, I'm not shocked right now. by that. Yeah, because I, I, they I get know. less support. I can tell you, they get less support uh, than the Valley yeah. team does. It's, it, I mean, this was a crusade of mine a couple of years ago to yeah. really to really get to the bottom of who gets that money and who doesn't, who needs it, who doesn't. Got so hairy that uh, Paul Carpenter uh, almost wanted to fight me in the tunnel at Minneapolis one year because <laughs> I was saying he was not a privateer. Why do people want to fight you all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was mistaken. Paul Carpenter was a privateer, but I was just the point I was trying to get was that uh, you just don't know, and and it's not always going to the right guys. But I think they've they've got a little bit of a system going for it's sure. Touchy. For sure, it's Tedesco touchy. has taken a massive pay cut from his what he's used to. Yep, and that money would help him. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the past he's probably making what half a million uh, from uh, Honda, substantially more than that. But. Uh, couple couple hundred thousand from his gear company. You know, that's seventy five thousand dollars for our first prize. It's not that much, yeah. but now I guarantee you he, he, that seventy five thousand dollars would would be quite a quite it, a, it would be uh, quite the augmentation you know. to a salary. Now I speaking again, of you can speaking see of fighting though, Paul. What's that? This guy oh, yeah. wants this guy wants to oh. fight me. <laughs> I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Josh Hansen. Yeah. There he is. He, uh, he, he wants to fight me. That's that's uh, the DMX soundbite. And yeah. uh, uh, Josh not able to put it on the podium again this week. He, I'm starting to lose faith, Josh. You need to get it up there. I'm, uh, you're losing faith. You're starting to lose faith. Continue. Starting continue. to lose faith? Yeah, I'm just starting to. It's, it's, uh, the wow. round's on the wall. Two rounds to go. One round to go hope before you, we head east. I hope you've lost faith rounds. in your Enron stock. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to start. I'm hanging on bitterly to my Enron stock. Hey, speaking of uh, of Feld and everything that they do, I know that a lot of people like to jump on the bandwagon to bash them. I think it's human nature to bash the authority that's in charge of any sport. But Feld really does give a lot back. Uh, as Steve said, they, they do have a lot of programs behind the scenes that you don't even see stuff that they take out of their own pocket. Somebody asked on one of the message boards that MXA reported that there was 51,000 people there this week. Was it really that much? I'd say it was easily that. I'd be shocked if it wasn't Where? 51. At San Diego. At the place holds 70,000, 69 and change. And uh, I, although I, I guess it's better for me count, not to comment. <laughs> I, I would be shocked if there was less than 50,000 people there. I've seen it when it's full. You would be shocked if there was less than 50,000 people. I'd the be rain. extremely shocked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, not, I'm not, given the fact that it's been sold out in years past. Oh, yeah. Great crowd. Normally, yeah. San Diego, great crowd. Awesome yeah. crowd. Well, just with the rains and everything, I think, no, I think sure, it really Fair enough. Hurt, with the rains, it was less, but how yeah. much less can it be? There's I mean, no way it was 20,000. There, there's no way it was 50,000. 
50,000. <laughs> you think it was less than 50,000? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the stadium oh, yeah. was two-thirds full. There was gaping holes in the stands, but, again, a stadium that holds 70,000, do the math. It would have to be to be less than what you're Anything saying. It would getting through that little old blue bonnet of yours? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It would, it would have to be less. It would have to be fifty percent full, almost to be. You're saying what? Less than forty? Um, I'm saying thirty to forty. Yeah, that'd have to be less, less than yeah. half full. Yeah. So well, whatever. Yeah, I don't think I don't it was less than it. half full. I'm gonna right. get. I'm gonna get in trouble again. All right, no worries. Well, don't forget to listen. By the way, listen live every week at supercrossonline.com. Jim Holly and Jason Weingart, our buddies, do a great job every year of that show. It's exciting. Oh, by the way, Yo Smithy in the chat room agrees with me. The, on the on the fan count on the on the fan. it's just right. thrown it out there right. well uh and again don't forget like i said listen to jason and jim every week i know you got to pay for it it's like 39 bucks to me it's the best deal around or you can of course watch it right, next it day on cbs like two bucks four bucks a race or something three yeah, bucks yeah, yeah I mean. exactly i mean it's cheap if you're if you're at home and you're dying to watch the race and you don't want to wait to listen or to watch it the next day on cbs for speed which is a great tv package again this year check it out at supercrossonline.com with jason wangett and jim holly and uh occasionally us we go on there sometimes and do some stuff with them do some podium interviews hey hey did you did you happen to see uh jason thomas's arm i saw a picture of jason thomas's arm and that was gnarly and and you know what i know exactly what he's talking about i love never had a i actually have had a chunk of meat removed from my leg that time like like that and what happens is the reason he said he didn't know what happened is because it feels like a charlie horse at the time anybody that's ever had that happen it's pretty disgusting but it, it doesn't feel like you would expect it to feel like a cut or a big gaping hole in your arm. It feels like right. somebody frogged you on the arm, like gave you one of those, you know, uh, one of those bruises on your arm, just punched you with their knuckles. So that's probably what it felt like. And that's the reason yeah. he didn't realize it. And then adrenaline, of not course. Not so, huh? Oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, that must have been from his foot peg, they said, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he's not sure because he went down the first turn off, you would on assume, that far section. Yeah. He's not sure, but you would definitely think a foot peg. Those foot uh, pegs are deadly weapons. You know, We've seen it with RC before, yeah. He, so. uh, yeah, he did a good job on it. But yeah. props to him for finishing the race and, uh, and, and doing it. And he's probably really well this year. Like uh, To come back kind of one, two rounds in after Germany. One, missed yeah. the first round yeah. like Chisholm did. And, and kind of uh, jumped back in. I, mean, I, know he's both, my, yeah. Yeah, I know he's my buddy, but uh, I can't believe the, you know, he told me that, that last year's bike, he did not like it. It did not agree with him. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, you always hear that. Bike, bike, bike. But, but uh Proof's in the pudding, man. He's got some new settings from Factory Connection. He's pumped on his suspension. The Suzuki's agreeing with him, and he looks really good. Hey, I gotta let's say, I mean, not I, kid ourselves. I'm He's saying no spring chicken. No, no, no. And, and that I, 450 class is deep, so it's although everybody right. out there is probably saying all he's doing is making the mains. That's a big deal in that 450 class this year yeah. for a veteran I, like him. I just want to throw out a little uh, props yeah. for him. Yeah. I think he's riding well. Oh, JT. Uh, Absolutely. He's, you know, like I said last year, he sucked. Yeah. And I just figured it natural progression of youth coming up and uh and people coming uh coming down. Um you know, and JT coming down in age and but nah appears that bike uh that bike was the one that tricked that did it. Do you uh you wanna take some calls? Yeah, heck yeah. Well might as well we're waiting for Davey. We'll get into the two fifty <laughs> class here in a minute. Yeah, getting Davey Millsaps uh on the show. Uh we're gonna give him a little bit more time to uh do whatever he's gotta do. Uh seven oh two five eight six seven eight five seven. 702-586-PULP is the number. Uh, give us a call, and, um, and while let's, we're waiting, let's talk Supercross. Yeah, while we're waiting on that, let's go into this uh, new segment that I'm trying to come up with called the extra lap. It's, it's, it's as if somebody gave us the white flag, and we went an extra lap because we had some stuff that we wanted to talk about that isn't necessarily to do with the San Diego Supercross on Saturday night. And one of the things I wanted to point out is Arena Cross this weekend. The, yeah. the Babbitts-Kawasaki team quietly dominating Arena Cross. And uh, th- those guys, once again, for the second time this year, swept the podium. They're with- like Team Honda in the mid-'80s. 
Exactly. They're dominating. And, yeah. and the funny part is, there's been teams like that. Even my team, not trying to puff our chest out, when I had my Arena Cross team in 2005, we had Justin Brayton and Tommy Hoffmaster, number two and number four in the series, and arguably the odds-on favorites to win the title. Both mm-hmm. of them got hurt. It never works out in Arena Cross the way you think it does. And, and uh, Eddie Babbitt and uh, those guys over there have had a great team in the past. And then it never works out the way it's supposed to. But this year, it is. And yeah. uh, Denny Bart's team manager, great guy. Congratulations on the sweep. Tyler Bowers, uh, Josh DeMuth, and Chad Johnson going 1-2-3 and 1-2-3 in the series points right now. Just dominating that series for the monster. Kyle Babbitt, yeah. Kawasaki, and Kyle Regal making his debut quietly. Yeah, I saw the I, press release. I didn't release. hear what happened. Me neither, he, yeah. I don't know why. I, I would assume that he rode something happened because I would assume he's better than a 12th place. But Arena Cross is a different monster. Those guys, mm-hmm. you don't walk into their house and presume – you know that you're a supercross yeah. guy and you're going to spank him, but then let's be As we've fair, seen Kyle. For years, yeah. yeah, Kyle's not an arena a supercross guy yet. He's going to make his debut for the Valley Motorsports Yamaha team at Indy. So let's uh, you want to take let's a call? Grab a call, yeah. All right. Hey, welcome to the Moto Show with Lindsay and Mathis. What's going on? Hi, I'm Chris. I'm from Seattle. But I'm down here in California on vacation. Okay, wait, wait. You're from Seattle? Yeah, I'm from okay, Seattle right. and area. But in California on vacation. Yeah, here in Orange County. I went to the San Diego Supercross last nice. weekend. How nice. many people were there? Chris, how many people were there? Uh, there's a lot of people there, but there's some sections up at the top that were empty. Mm-hmm. So what but, would you uh, say? What would you say, Chris? Give us a number. Probably. I don't really know how much the stadium holds. But it's probably seventy thousand. It holds seventy thousand. All right, forty or fifty. He's saying it holds seventy. So does that help you at all? I don't. No, but what I want to say is, like, I was in the pits after the race. And what I saw was um, uh, Ryan Villapoto talking to Mitch Payton. Yep. And it looked like, you know, maybe he was, you know, trying to get some reassurance about his performance from Mitch. And just, I, think, I just see it as a, you know, a sign of respect and a mentoring thing. Absolutely. So Mitch has done that with riders in the past. He's often kept good relationships with guys like Carmichael and those guys that move on. And they'll come back, Jeremy, whoever, come back and talk to him on a regular basis. I mean, Mitch is a wealth of knowledge. And uh, if he can be there for his former riders, then uh, usually he is. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say, and just uh, I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right. So. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, man. Let's grab hey, another hey. one here. Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. You're on the air. What's going on? Hello. Nope. Not there. Hung up on us. Yep. All right. Well, let's continue on with my extra lap segment because I want to. I would be remiss. I would be stoned from the guys in Europe if I didn't get to the GP results. The Mantova Starcross this weekend over in Italy, and wow, was it deep! The 450 class: Caroli first, Ramon second, DeSalle third, Philipparts, DeRuver, Tanaliak. I think that's is it. Tanel is the fast one, or a uh, uh, Tanel is Tanel is the fast yeah. one on a, on a Cowie now. Or no, excuse me, on a Honda. Jonathan Bergen on a Cowie. These guys are switching it up over there. Caroli obviously making his de- debut on the KTM. Ramon's still on a Suzuki. DeSalle's on a Suzuki. Philip Hart's still on the Monster Yamaha. Uh, DeRuver now on a Suzuki after leaving the Honda Martin team. Uh, Leoc, Berrigan, Max Nagel still on the KTM. Xavier Boog, former, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, it's Frenchie on the uh, Cowie, was an MX2 rider. And then, of course, our own Jimmy Albertson over there on the Martin Honda ride. I had a little bit to do with that. Uh, Jimmy looks like he had problems in the first motor, went 37, but then 6.5. It's a three-moto format yeah. over there. So great ride by Jimmy, mixing it up with those guys. And that, that 450 class over there is deep, the MX1 class. And then in the MX2 class, Sean Simpson took it. The, the KTM boys jumping right back in. The KTM is kind of the premier team over there. The Simpson had class. a rough year last year, but before last year, he was considered he was a stud. one of the guys. Yeah, he, yeah. Beat, he beat Muskin. I don't know. Again, I didn't hear what happened, but yeah. uh, kind of the three big 
guys. Simpson, Muskin went one two, and then Ken Roxon went two you, sixteen thirteen. So you, obviously you really, had some problems. You really can't more than here. You really can't judge those euros from uh, from the preseason for races. For sure, they for are. Sure. It's all, totally different. Yeah. Josh Copens will say that. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're ramping up their tr- programs or ramping down their programs or doing whatever and testing things yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. The preseason races over there really mean nothing. Yeah, now, having said that, I'd like to see. I'd like to know what happened to Michael Lessie. Yeah, no you know? doubt he was supposed to race that. He did. He? he raced. Oh, he, I didn't he raced. Hear. Yeah, he uh, maybe someone in the chat room can tell Zach us. Zach Osborne too. What, what I, I don't know if Zach was racing, but he should have been in the, in the mix. Let's uh, let's you grab another call? call. You bet. Hey, the Motor Show with Mathis and Lindsay. You're on the air. What's happening? Hey, we got a little observation question for you, Steve. Yeah, what's that? This weekend, it, this weekend, it really seemed to happen more than any others. Are these guys really running a lot of recluses? Uh, because you see guys go down and they'll just grab the bike and pick it back up. Is that more the fuel injection or is that more they're running recluse? No, as far as I know, no one's running that recluse thing, although I did tell Brooks about it. Oddly enough, in Canada... Among the top ten pros, you'll see four or five of them, and I'm I mean, Canada is not as fast as America. I'm not getting that point. Uh, you'll see five or ten, five or so of the top pros running recluse clutches. Those things are actually pretty good. The, the new models, if anybody's tried one and is weirded out by it, try the new ones. They are just like a clutch now. Uh, they activate like a clutch. If you want to pull the lever in, your bike works the same. If you don't want to pull the lever in. It won't stall. Whatever you want to do. Hmm. And in Canada, the top, top pros have embraced the recluse clutches. Now, having said that, a couple weeks ago I called Brooks and I said, Hey, dude, you should test these recluse clutches because a, a fall in the main event and a, and a can't start, muddy, boot slipping off your Kickstarter is horrible. So, test these things out. And he was he was like, well, what do you mean? He asked me about them, said that he had problems at MXA, or not problems at MXA, but road one at MXA, didn't like it. Well, I said, no, you got to try these new ones out. And... uh he probably blew me off, but um, I don't think so, caller. I don't think that uh, that uh, those guys are running them, as far as I know. I mean, I, I've seen guys change clutches, and I haven't seen any recluses in them. So, um, as far as I know, it's been all right. Uh, but thanks for calling, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Steve. All right. Uh, yeah, so good, look at good question. Look good at me answer, trying yeah. to help out the teams, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, Larry, you got the best bike on the track. You need to try this. No, just no. like no, just for right, a mutter. Right. For a mutter, put yeah. it in. The, I seriously, you can't tell the difference. There, uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's grab this call. Hey, you're on the Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. Who's this? Hello. Uh, you got to turn your uh, computer down. Yeah, when people you're calling get confused. In. It's about thirty second delay, guys. So if you call in, make sure you turn your computer. How many down. times oh, are here? They are calling back. Right. Let's try this again. Hey, Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. Who's this? How you doing? It's Hasbin from the Message Board. How you guys doing? Hasbin, what's happening? Oh, not much, man. You guys actually had the show on uh, on hold here, so yeah. Always turn my computer down. Well, we uh, had a, we had a little problem there last week. I don't know if you're aware of that, Hasbin. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So did you guys saw off the old equipment on Pawn Stars to get new stuff or what? Yeah, yeah, I went down to Pawn Stars the other day, and uh, yeah, right. I, I uh, well, I tried to I tried to pawn my wife off. That didn't work. I pawned my Rockwell watch. Yeah. And now we're back in business. <laughs> and now we're back just for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, thanks for listening, man. What's, uh, you have a question or what? Yeah, uh, oh, hold on a second. I'm getting feedback here. Okay, but, hey, listen, you got to get off the, you got to get get with the, the handy thing rest. You know, you put out the challenge, you did all your stuff, but uh, are you familiar with the, with the Roma Deli over on uh, Spring Mountain Road? No. No, what is it? Okay. So Italian Deli, they got soccer playing in there all the time. You go in there and you ask for Grandpa Frank. Uh-huh. You tell him, has been sent you. Has been from New Jersey. Okay. That's my dad. All right. 
And if you got any problems in hand, they'll take care of it, Italians file, and you just got to put it to rest, and, and that's it. But as a, as a, as a food connoisseur, they will embrace you in that place. Uh, send me an email with the direction. Spring Mountain isn't far from me, I don't think. Or send me the the address. Um, actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm playing that clip of Hanny just to be funny. I'm oh, letting it rest. I'm, I'm over the dude. The dude's clearly over me, and uh, he's got the speed to podium. And uh, you know, I just I'm waiting on it. I'm just waiting to see what uh, what he can do. And uh, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, so maybe you know, let's put. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. There we go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should retire that. That'll be the last time. Yeah. Thanks. Well, uh, man, what you guys? What you need to do is do. Somebody had a, a video from a couple of years ago when he was like playing with a little purse dog, and he goes, you know, he had the dog because it's going to attract girls. But, you know, listen, the guys, you know, monsters just using him as a marketing ploy for the uh, for the flat billers and the douchebags that. Uh, you know, to, you know what? To emulate him. You know what bums so, me out about the guy. You know what bums me out a little bit about the guy. And I've talked to another uh, another couple riders about this. Is uh, it bums me out when a guy gets a third or a fourth chance, literally, with the best team in the pits, and he just has to have the same massive douchebagness about him. Wouldn't he be a little humble? A little more humble, Paul? I, I think he is being. Really? I do. I do. I know Josh well enough to know that I think he's being extremely humble, but that's just my opinion. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. That's just I know him well enough to know that it's it's hard for him to eat the amount of crow that he has, and he's he's. I think he's changed, but apparently he's not changed much on the track. He's not getting her done. Well, that's so. yeah, no. He's not getting her done. Well, yeah. what do you, what? well, the, the the track situation seems to be a uh, now he's got so much pressure on himself because he's supposed to be the guy. Put up the fastest, or was put up the fastest yeah. platform. We've and, certainly and seen that, that and all course, that. Yeah. But it's it's his off track persona. It's like the you know the interview he did for the Phoenix TV, and just you know being a well, that's what I'm he, saying. You know, yeah. young yeah. Turkle, and he's not a young Turkle. Was he 29? You know, he's definitely you know he's got let's face it, he's got big shoes to fill with his dad and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, I think he's I think he's playing uh, well, he's playing a role, and you know get it to get a shot on uh, on. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, sure, when they do the Jersey Shore out there, and he can play the uh, the douchebag that's on there. Well, that's it. But we got to stop talking about it. Hey, has been. He's what a great motorcycle been? racer, but you know, hopefully, hopefully he lives up to Mitch's potential, or uh, you know, Mitch will give him a titty twister and send him on his way. Yeah, has been. What would be his Jersey Shore name? You think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to give that some thought. All right. Well, hey, hey, man, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm having a. I got a really bad connection. I got to let you go. Right. Uh, I'll try to call in later on. Thanks for the call. Has been calling in. He's a faithful caller. Nice. We like it. We like it. Uh, hey, also, last week I didn't get a chance to mention. I wanted to give props, huge props to Tucker Hibbett. Four yeah. gold medals in a row. Destroyed them this year. He beats them by a larger margin every year. Tucker's a good buddy of mine. His wife, Mandy, sends out the awesome press releases. Thanks if you guys are listening for that. And, uh, yeah, Tucker Hibbert just destroying even the last round in uh, snowcross this weekend in New York. Tucker was there. Also, huge props to another motocross guy. For those of you who don't know, Tucker is a motocross guy at heart. He takes all the money he wins in snowcross, and he does very well, trust me, and spends it in motocross trying to be a motocross guy. And there was a point where he was actually making money in motocross too, but uh, the guy is just so dedicated to try to be a top motocross guy. I texted him that night, Sunday night, after he won the gold medal, and said man just great job you're making it boring you beat these guys by 48 seconds and his response was now if i can only do that in motocross so there's that tells you where a guy yeah. he just won a gold medal on the largest stage in the world of the x games and he's thinking about motocross season so he's a good dude yeah and it, tucker is a great guy and then also like i said another great guy just the legend of doug henry continues to grow he raced snowcross in the adaptive class first tryout got a bronze medal huge props like i said doug henry now has 
medals in summer X Games and winter X Games, not to mention his national championships. Again, the, the legend of Doug Henry is just unfathomable at this point. So wanted to give a shout-out to those guys. Meant to do that last week, but, of course, I wasn't on the show last week. So And one yeah. more thing about the, the – uh Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tell me, you tell me. You you mentioned earlier something yeah. about Blair Morgan. Yeah, I got I got word from a friend of a friend, uh, a friend of Blair's, I guess that uh, look for Blair Morgan in the uh, X Games uh, adaptive adaptive class. class. Yeah. He, he's been talking to Henry. In the Summer X. Yeah, Summer X. Surprised games. he didn't do it in the Winter X, but maybe he you know, just kind of got yeah, like I think Doug. I think Doug's was a last minute thing where they called him. The producer of the X Games called him and said, "Hey, what, you should try this." And maybe they threw it together last minute. But yeah. uh, I was watching the guys. Did you watch the downhill no, skier I, I, guys? I saw very little of the X Games. They, these, these, there's an adaptive class in the uh, slope style. I can't remember what it's called when they go over the like motocross. No, the the motocross style course almost uh, on snowboards and and yep. skis. They have an adaptive class for that where these guys strap in. They're either paraplegics or they're sometimes amputees, and they strap into this mono ski, and they haul ass down this course. And 90% of them wad so hard. There's like four of them at a time, and they don't even yeah. – one of them will make it to the bottom. And it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Those guys have got to have the biggest balls I've ever seen in my life. So uh, nothing to do with motocross other than I thought that was insane. Anybody else that watched the X Games probably saw, thought the same thing. But anyhow. the uh, And so Blair Morgan's been in touch with, uh, with with Doug Henry, and he's been working with uh, with with that, with those people. And um, – Looks like he may be coming in nice. for the Summer we, X Games. We love Blair. Blair's there's a, a good guy in the sport, too. There's a few different setups for the uh, for the paralyzed guys on their dirt bikes, and, and I think Blair's trying to figure out which one. There's Ricky James. Henry's yep. got sort of a complete roll cage going. Yep, yep. And I understand there's a third company out there that's making people to uh, making things that would work. So I think Blair's ironing out the uh, the process about which uh, – which one he wants to use, and we should probably see him at the uh, X Games this summer. So uh, with those words, uh, we're going to step out for a quick commercial. Thanks for listening to the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. All right, Steve, let's talk a little bit about our buddies over at MotorWorldRacing.com, those fine folks that used to have that race team with me. You know, we won a few races along the way, and, you know, I got to know those guys, and all the way back from 1999 when they started their own race team and had their motorworldracing.com site up and running they've been pioneers in the dot-com commerce if you will and they've always seemed to have these great prices and great customer satisfaction i don't know how they've pulled it off for this long but they're definitely one of the premier sites and now with this radio show jump right back in the thick of things in the racing business yeah it's great to have them on and and the title sponsor for this uh, moto show uh, motorworldracing.com brian junkie glenn boggy owners down there great guys and uh, you get a little bit of a discount just for listening to this show that's right we offer our listeners exclusively if you go to motorworldracing.com right now and you plug in the promo code moto show at checkout you're going to receive a special 10 percent off your entire order 10% just for listening. Yeah, that's that's how we roll here, and that's how MotorWorldRacing.com rolls once again. Like I said, in all seriousness, they do have a wide selection of everything you need. And, uh, again, great prices, great customer satisfaction. Go check it out, MotorWorldRacing.com. We wouldn't be here without them. X-Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com.
right, welcome back to the show. That is the commercial segment of the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. And uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors uh, for coming on board. And uh, please, go to MotorWorldRacing.com, type in the Moto Show, get 10% off your your order. So whatever you want to order, be it uh, DVDs, be it uh, um, a pair Those of handlebars, have it all. Be, be it anything, and you get... Simply ten percent off for for punching Quick in the Moto Show customer service. That's a great great shop to support. We're not just saying that because they support us. They yes, we really are. are a good shop. No, they're, they're good dudes. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, let's time time for our segments. Um, first segment on the bat, Paul's podium. Yeah, I, only I'm, three, Paul. Only three. I'm I was thinking about doing six this week since I got shafted last week, but uh, I don't nope. remember who I had last week. So let's just get straight into it. Third spot on Paul's podium this week, my buddy Justin Brayton, JB. Like I said earlier, nailing down quietly nailing down a 6-6-5 the last three weeks and he is now sitting sixth in the points only five points behind Ivan Justin Brayton doing what I thought he was going to do which is being a contender in the 450 class in his first season so yay JB do you think quickly do you think people aren't talking about him enough or just enough I I honestly don't think they are yeah I mean I'm not I'm not trying to toot his horn he's my buddy obviously but uh I'm actually quite surprised how people aren't talking about him. Again, six six five is pretty impressive in that class. Three weeks in a row to be in the top six, and even this week a top five. Uh, second, this was a tough one for me. This is going to sound really cheesy that I'm putting Davy Millsaps with his win on second spot on my podium, but uh, when I get to the number one guy, I guess you'll see why. Uh, again, number two on my podium, Davy Millsaps, uh, a great kind of uh, – victory for him i was sitting in the stands not to puff my chest out but i did call it <laughs> sitting with some buddies my buddy norris sanchez from american crew which by the way thanks norris for all the awesome hair care products that he sends my way american crew not one of our show sponsors but one of my personal sponsors along with red bull but anyhow back to paul's podium uh davy Millsaps, when he was in second place right there behind nick i called it out on the first second lap i i, I saw where dungy and hill and villapoto were and i said davy wins this thing it's muddy uh, unfortunately, I didn't think Andrew would have anything for him. Andrew came so close, obviously, before he got hurt. But Davy really rides well in the slick stuff, so I thought it was his race to lose, and sure enough, he won it. So congratulations, Davy Millsaps. Number one, rounding out my podium, Max Ansi. That was exciting. Now, I know he got fourth. I know he spazzed out. But to me, again, this is Paul's podium. This is what makes me excited. I haven't been that excited watching a race in a long time to see somebody like you, as you mentioned, Steve, that hadn't even shown a flash of brilliance before. His best race was a seventh to come up there and challenge Jake Weimer, who ever really seen anybody do Trey straight up beat him last week, but for somebody to run down Jake and almost yeah. pass him was just amazing. We should and, get a, we should get, was we should get his agent out. on the show, Jimmy Button. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, he's yeah. a big fan of Max. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jimmy will tell you, Max is the man. And again, he's only 16 years old folks. So he's got a long ways to go. And uh, congratulations, Max Ancy for rounding out Paul's podium. All right. All right. Next you, segment. You, you did yeah. get that done pretty quick, Paul. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. So we'll get into the, uh, our next segment, which is the X brands tear offs segment. Yeah. Brought to you by, of course, X brand. X brand goggles, goggles. Twenty five yeah. years of goggle. There we go. Go- twenty five years of goggle seat. experience. Go to thexbrand.com. Uh, Rich Taylor wants you to buy some, and uh, so do I. And so does Dan Reardon, who used his vision of the X brand goggles to pull the whole shot in heat one. I saw that. Yeah. Dan's first race. But back, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, rapid fire questions here. Fifteen seconds. All right, who's first? Uh, let me get fifteen seconds on the clock, really quick here. And uh, basically, what we're going to do is try to answer the question in fifteen seconds. Uh, Paul, I will uh, go first. All right. Go uh, ahead. Davey Millsaps has gone 3-1 the last two weeks. Is this is he a podium guy from here on out? I believe so. I think if you'd asked me this question last week after a San Francisco podium, I honestly would have said no. Now knowing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with his wife, Brittany, the creatine thing, he seems to have things figured out. He seems to be on a mission. I think he'll be up there on a regular basis. We've got James and Chad out of the series. It's his for the losing. 
All right. All right. Next question for you, Steve, is uh, with Andrew out of action now, that is Andrew Short, who is in a better position to dominate the podium, the younger guys, as in uh, Villapoto, Hill, and Dungey, or the quote-unquote older guys, and that would be Wyndham, Tedesco, Millsaps, would have been short, but now it's even up three and three. Who's in a better position, the young guys or the old guys? Uh, can I go with both here? Uh, I, I don't know if you can say one side or the other. I think the young guys are the future, and uh, but guys like Millsaps, I mean, he's only 21. Everybody thinks he's so old. But, That's why uh, I can't call him an old yeah, guy, exactly. No, uh, everyone thinks he's old, but he's not, and I think, uh, I think it'll be a mix, but make one thing for sure. We're seeing something in Supercross. We're seeing something a changing, a of, changing the of the guard. That's right. So That's right. Uh, my question for you is, second question, will Honda fill Shorty's spot, and if so, with whom? Yeah, somebody asked that on the message on the chat room, so here you go. This Here's is your 15 answer. seconds. No, I'm on the clock. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Right now they're saying six weeks only. I think they're in for an unpleasant surprise on that six weeks. I think it's going to be longer. However, they do have a Red Bull contract. We see Nick Way filling in. We see other guys filling in on other teams. So I don't know what Honda's going to do. I haven't heard. <laughs> bottom line, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, my, my third question. My for, thought is no. Okay. My third question for you is uh, uh, will Josh Hansen win a race? Hey, it was supposed to be my question, wasn't it? You just went straight into another question. Oh, oops. Okay. That's all right. I'll, I'll answer it. Is Josh Hansen going to win a race? Yeah. Uh, I, I would have said yes all day, put money on it, yes. But at this point, when? he's got three before. chances. Yeah. yeah, before yeah. I would have. In the beginning of the season, I literally did put money on it with a buddy of mine. But at this point, I think he's uh, got an uphill battle. He's only got one round this weekend to do it, which doesn't look like it's going to happen unless he trains hard in this uh, seven-week downtime for Seattle and Salt Lake. I don't think he's going to get her done. All right. All right, last or my second question to you, actually. Uh, are we finally done with mud races for the year? I know we sound like we're whining people, but for those of us in the industry, these last three weeks have really sucked. To, to think even about a mud race, and the Dirtworks crew, once again, has done a great job three weeks in a row of uh, not having mud races, basically. Uh, are, we, yeah. are we done? Yeah, No, we're not done. Not, not as long as Seattle is on the series. Uh, we will never be done with mud races because up there you just have no idea. So uh, I would say no. We are definitely uh, not done with mud races. Bummer. I'm skipping Seattle. All right. <laughs> your final question for me. All right. Oh, that is, because that was your third yep. question. Okay, so we'll go straight into my final question. The question is, who wins this weekend at A3? Make it nice and easy in the 450 class. Uh, who wins? Um, I don't know. You're on the clock. Do, yeah. Do, do, uh, I got to say, I think Ryan Dungey comes back strong. Good uh, he's been fast. I just uh, he's had some bad luck, and uh, I think he uh, – oh, that's all the time I got. little wobble. So, all right. Uh, definitely uh, X-Brand Goggles. Sponsor that segment, uh, X-Brand, the X-Brand.com, X-Brand Goggles, 25 years of goggle experience. Uh, All next right, time for our next segment, which is uh, What's Eating Steve? Uh, I'll tell you what's eating me, Paul. And, and I, Can we skip this to later? Because it's going to be long. Yeah, no, we can do, we, you know what we can do? We can get into the question let's, of the week. We just have a couple minutes question before of the week. we yeah, have because to do Davey. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to go off a little bit. Oh, boy, look out. So. Those of you, tune in later if you like listening to Steve go on a rant. All right, we're going to get into our question of the week, what I like to call the Brian Junkie special, a view from the fence or view from behind the keyboard. And uh, this week, I, I caught a lot of flack the first two weeks for not having a question from Motor News and just from Vital. I would have had one last week had I been on, hint, hint. Uh, but I wasn't, so we're going to go right to one. I think I had a good one last week. I don't remember what it was. But anyhow, this week, uh, I mentioned earlier The Rock saying uh, Grant Langston top 10. That was a bonus question of the week from the message board. But this one is an intriguing one, and I'll try not to make it too long either because this, we could go on all night about this as well. But it comes from Lumpy700 from Moto News, Motor Talk. And the, the title of the post was Free Agent Riders. And then it basically went on to say, thank you, teams, for doing this. Why, didn't this con why did this concept take so long? 
And then he further went on to say, basically, which I agree with, by the way, uh, it's great to see these guys get chances, filling rides, burner, uh, you know, way, all these guys. Um, the reason, well, first of all, the reason wasn't done sooner. We discussed in a show a few weeks ago, the corporate sponsors now demand it. You would have seen factory bikes sitting on the stands. Uh, now with Red Bull, Monster, all these energy drinks, and even some of the bigger names like Joe Gibbs with Toyota, some of the contracts demand a bike be on the track. So that's a very, very good thing for some of these privateers like a Michael Byrne, like Daniel Blair last year, uh, like a lot of these guys that are willing to put themselves in a position to be a free agent and keep themselves loosely enough, which is a hard thing to do when you're trying to get money to go out there and race, but not tying yourself like Michael Byrne was yeah. being heavily funded by Answer, but in a very classy move, they let him move over to JGR in the uh, shift gear. So so uh, th- then the topic evolved into the, the meat of the question basically was, do these teams get some type of payoff from the factories? And it's a very, it's very good question. Tri- it's a great question. Tricky, tricky answer. And I can speak from personal experience when we had Andrew Short and Roger needed him to fill in for Sebastian Tortelli. Uh, my response was, why don't you just roll Sebastian's bike under our rig? You can prep it. You can send over Berluti or whoever and let him work on it under our rig. But we have our own sponsors to worry about. And the problem is people might have thought at that point I was holding Andrew back. People might think that uh, Bill Keefe is holding Tommy Hahn back. Or people might think that Alan Brown, in this case, is holding Nick well, way back. Last year, uh, Bill Keefe or the owner, uh, Hewitt, Mr. Hewitt, yep, they Tommy were Hewitt. holding Tommy uh, back from going to Factory Cowie. Uh, there was a little bit of tension That's there right. between, the, right. two, between the two teams. Same thing I did. Yeah. And I had huge tension between Roger and myself because of that. And he- here's the deal, folks. It's not because we don't want to see Tommy or, or Nick or, in my case, Andrew do well. This is a business. I built a team around our star rider, which was Andrew Short. Yeah. If I hand him up on a silver platter to Roger DeCoster and he, he peels off the Sokolene sticker and the Dunlop sticker and puts on a Bridgestone and a Maxima sticker and, and on and on and on, there's a ton of sponsors – my sponsors are going to freak out. They're not going to pay us. We're going to drive the semi off a cliff. Why don't I just go do that? So that's the same thing, essentially, that happened to Alan Brown. Now, there, are, there have been instances. Uh, same, same rider, different story. Andrew Short, when he went to Honda at the end of his career with Motorworld, after three great years with Motorworld, he went to Honda. Those guys stepped up, and they picked up the last two months of his salary for that year for the 04 season. I thought that was a classy move. They didn't need to. I would have paid him. I don't need to tell you. It was a huge amount for a small team like us to pay those last two months. I know that sounds goofy, but he was making good money. And they wanted him to be able to test early and ride the U.S. Open under their banner. And I was like, well, we're done anyhow. He can go. I'm not, I don't have a problem. They insisted on paying a salary, which, again, was a classy move and saved us a ton of money, and everybody was happy. That's the way things should work out. Now, that was a different brand. That was going from Suzuki to Honda. When it's internally from a Kawasaki team like Alan Brown's team to a factory Kawasaki team, Alan was pushed in the position of, of having to try to do the right thing for Nick, which is a buddy of his, which is how that team started to begin with. Alan stepped up and tried to get right. Nick out to the races. Yeah, Nick definitely reached out to Alan to see what he could do for that program. Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. And now Alan basically is getting the shaft. Now, I'm not trying to throw Nick or Kawasaki under the bus, but trust me, people these guys don't care about alan brown he's he's the small time guy in this scenario and he's getting walked on so it's a very much a double-edged sword and i know i'm probably not describing this right to you fans out there that are saying the hell with the team it's nick way's career well it's alan brown's career this is his livelihood it was my career at the time so if we take a a, again take your star rider in alan's case is only his only rider yeah it's even worse yeah so it makes it worse so it's very very complex situation folks and it's not just as easy there's been questions on the message boards before like why not tommy hahn why not this guy they, they rattled off some names like why not uh 
I don't remember who it was. It was Trey Kennard know. or somebody. There, Maybe it, someone will say Tim Ferry once again. Yeah, well, Tim Ferry would be a great one, obviously. Yeah. He's literally sitting on the bench. So these guys, when the fans suggest every week a rider goes down and somebody says, how about this guy? How about that guy? How about promoting Trey Kennard? Well, those guys have rides. Yeah. They have contracts. They have salaries. They have and, sponsor obligations. And if you think of it this way, too, the the OEMs are a bit of a bad guy because they just say, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. On the other hand, they're not – they're, it's up to the rider. You know, they they went to the rider and said, "Hey, are you interested in filling in?" The rider says, "Yes, of course." Now it's 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 really boils down to the rider who chooses to do what they want to do. Kawasaki can hold their hands up and go, "Hey, we asked the rider." Right. You know what I mean? I, we don't know his contract. We don't know his situation with his team. We asked the rider. the The team that's getting uh, f'd out of it, the privateer team, yep. goes, "Well, they're not giving me anything." Right. It, it boils down to the rider and yep. and everybody working out. Unfortunately. In our industry, there's there's some tough tough choices it to be is. made. It's very tough. And I feel again, for Allen. I feel yeah. for Cowie. I feel for Nick. It's not a good situation yeah. for anybody, and it, it's unfortunate because again, the fans just want to see Nick Way get a break, but it's just not quite that simple, folks. So uh, yeah, yeah, touchy one this week, and uh, thank you once again, Lumpy Seven Hundred from Motor News for that question. Good and with question. That, I think we're going to try to get uh, get Davy on the phone here. So uh, I will. Uh, uh, Steve's going to dial him up here, and uh, if you guys keep keep your questions coming, I like this question of the week deal on Motor News, so put them up there, and uh, heck, even give us a shout out, like, hey, hey, Lindsay, why don't you use this on the question of the week next week? And uh, I try to scan the board as much as I can. It's been a little hard traveling. Please enjoy the music while your party is reached. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen to Davey's callback music. Hey, Davey Millsaps. What's up? Hey, it's it's Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. You're live on the air on the MotorWorldRacing.com Motor Show. What's happening? Not much. Just got home. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Congratulations, first of all, on your win Saturday. You still uh, still on Cloud Nine? How you feeling? No, no. The Cloud Nine was definitely you know Saturday night for sure, but. Uh, you just gotta, you gotta keep moving forward, and can't let you, you know, just stop doing cloud nine for too long, and you can never get any work done. Good answer. Got, got Anaheim coming up this weekend. Uh, I mean, you you have to be feeling strong. Obviously, your your teammate unfortunately went down. How how talk about how that's going to be now going into Anaheim three all alone in that big truck, and uh, does that add any additional pressure? Or are you just focusing on your own game right now after a third and a first? No, you know, that doesn't add any pressure at all. You just, you know, you take every week the same, you know, as you did the week before. And, uh, you, know, you keep working hard, keep training hard, and go to the race with the same, you know, the same mentality, you know, to win, obviously, and, and to be up in the front and, and get a good start and stuff. And, you know, just, you know, take it one race at a time. But, you know, it sucks, you know, Andrew going down and all. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been hurt for the last three years, and, you know, it sucks. But, you know, some, it's a sport. It happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, we talked about that earlier. It's not a matter of uh, when you get hurt, it's, or if you get hurt, it's when. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, anyhow, I think Steve has a question hey, for you. Hey, Davey, it's Mathis. Congrats on your win. Uh, I'm curious to know, uh, we've all heard the creatine story uh, that you broke on the webcast a couple weeks ago. And uh, you're dealing with some arm pump. And you're, you, I talked to John Louch yesterday for a while about different things, your trainer. Um, is it that simple? Was it was it really that you got no arm pump in San Fran or very little, and then none this weekend? It's uh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know, you know, a bunch of people they talk crap about everyone and they don't know anything, 
and you know they just they just run their mouths and they you know of what they what they think you know and all you got to do is you, you know that we're trying to figure things out and and you know and go back to the basics of uh you know what we need to do and and everything and what we're doing and it came down to it to where we found out that the vitamin I was taking had creatine in it and all we did is we stopped it on the Sunday after Anaheim too and Went to that week, had the best week of training I had in a long time, and and went to San Francisco and went down. Unfortunately, you know, being the second, I went down, and uh, you know, still came back to third. But you know, it's uh, it's it's it was a it was an easy it was an easy fix, and you know, it just yeah, you know, I I feel like I get stronger and stronger, but you know, it just it just sucks that you know when when you do bad over one little simple thing that everyone starts dogging you, but uh. I don't know. Well, I definitely, I'm turning things around, so it's like keep turning around. Yeah, definitely the proof is in the pudding, and uh, I got a feeling that just like 2008, all of a sudden you're going to start uh, start being up there every week. I'm curious about the bike. Uh, have you made many changes from uh, from last year's bike to this year? I know uh, some guys didn't always get along with it the greatest, so how'd that go for you in the off season? No, it was uh, we we did a lot of changes to it actually, and, and to get it better and stuff, and. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely a lot better than last year. That's for sure. It's it's, uh, it's easier to ride. Um, you know, you you have all the guys over there doing all the all the good stuff to it, and and uh, you know it, it makes it cool when you have a team like that behind you and willing to do anything they can. You know, even when I like I said, like even without the bike, you know, this year when I was doing bad, you know, they're sitting there thinking like, what can we do? What is it? You know, you know, let's let's figure this stuff out. So. Like I said, we just all of us just sat down and we started going over everything. And then Johnny found the bottle had creatine in it, so uh, he just boom stopped taking it. But other than that, dude, the bike is uh, the bike. The bike's you know way better than what it was last year. I mean, it's, everything needs improvement. There's always room for improvement. But uh, if for right now, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely a good bike. Awesome. Well, we know obviously we know that those guys over at Honda are always behind you guys, and I think it's great that they obviously haven't given up on you. You're rewarding them. This is your third win in the Premier Class, as we talked about. A lot of guys don't have a single win. Uh, talk about. I mean, I think that was a great answer you gave earlier. I think people don't realize the small things, the multiple small things that add up that go into winning races and even being up front at this level. And it's like a golfer swing. You make one small change and it can make all the difference in the world. So for all of you out there listening that are calling BS on the on the creatine thing, I think you don't know what you're talking about, like Davey said. So keep being armchair quarterbacks and uh, let these guys do their jobs and let's uh, you know cheer for them when they win and cheer for them when they don't. But that being said, Davey, talk about the muddy conditions this weekend. I definitely don't want to take away from it saying you won because it was muddy. I think quite the opposite. I know you're a good mud rider, but... I mean, how gnarly was it racing in those conditions and having to basically go for broke on some of that that big triple jump, the double after the finish line? I mean, was that was it pretty sketchy? It looked really, really greasy to me. Well, that's you know that was just it. It, it wasn't muddy. You know, it was it was a little bit it was slippery, yeah, but it wasn't muddy. It was just really rutted, and uh, I don't know. I I do all right in the ruts and everything, but you know, it just came down to me. You know, not making any mistakes. I made one big mistake, and they caught up to me, and I and I gapped them back a little bit. And you know, me and me and my bus driver Charles were sitting down just a second ago at dinner, and we're going over the whole race, and we're like, you know, how many mistakes did I make? You know, everything. And honestly, I could come up with that one mistake, and that was all. You know, that's all it was. Yeah. And I just let everyone else make the mistakes. And uh, you know, but hey, that's the, that's last weekend. You know, this weekend's gonna be a totally different race, totally different track. You know, you just got to go in with the same mentality. Just, you know, do your thing and, you know, ride as hard as you can for all 20 laps and do the best you can. And, uh, you know, it, everything, everything is, uh, everything is hopefully turned around. It's, uh, 
it's been a crazy season so far, a lot of winners and and I'm just pumped to be, you know, to be up there and at least get a win in the fifth round, you know what I mean? So Definitely. It was, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's amazing because you've got, uh, obviously started out not so great at the first two rounds, but you're right in the thick of things still now. Fourth in points, only, uh, what is it, 28, or no, wait, excuse me, 18, 23. 23 points out of the league. He's got so, it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's nothing five rounds in. You're definitely in the thick of things. So, uh, uh, again, congratulations on that. We're going to try to get some callers here for you, Davey. If, if those of you listening, 702-586-PULP. That's 702 586 Seven eight five seven. If you've got a question for Davy Millsaps, hey uh, Davy, I was looking at your uh, lap times today, and you're pretty doing consistent fifty fours throughout. You had two laps there, like you just said about fifty sixes. Uh, what what ha- I, I, There was a great race behind you, so I didn't necessarily see it. What what happened in those two laps that to make you do fifty sixes, and then boom, you were back down to a fifty four, and you pulled away again. What 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 like, did you do? No, like I said, I, I missed the triple the one lap, and. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to do the big triple where Shorty went down, and that's that's a lot of time right there. You know, it's, right. that's easily you know two seconds because you got to, you know, I I slid out so I had to like slow down a little bit and double, and then you jump off the last single. I mean, you lose a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. And then then uh, I don't know if it was a lap before or the lap after when I did the other fifty six was um, we ended up lapping those guys yeah. right off the bat, and uh, I ran into a couple lappers. And they they slowed me down in the corner, and uh, that was basically I basically had to stop in one of the corners for a finish line. Yeah, so, yeah. The, la- the lappers were were definitely a factor out there. Uh, I think the guys were trying to more sur- like the guys that maybe weren't as good as you are just trying to survive a little bit. I had to, some guys tell me when they got out of the main line it was really bad, and so the lappers were maybe holding the holding their lines a little bit, and because uh, there were some guys in the two fifty races that got jacked too, so. Yeah, it was just this was a bunch of lappers, and I, I, mean, I lapped one guy three times in the same spot of the track, <laughs> and he, he wouldn't style. move. He'd just stand there. Not sorry, not stand there, but he'd just you know ride in his line. But that was the main line. It's like you know you see the blue flag, you know get out of the way. You know what I mean? There's no one in front of you. You're getting lapped for the third time. Yeah. You who know, so who what was are it? You, what are you doing? You want to call him over? You want to call him out? You want to call him out? Who was it? What? Who was it? Do you want to call him out? Was it one of the? Was no, the, no. no, I'm not. I'm okay. not. I don't even know his last <laughs> name, dude. It was it was a Kawasaki guy. That's all oh, I know. Maybe I know one of the French. No, guys, for yeah. sure it was Coulon or yeah, yeah. 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 I, it was one of the French dudes. Um, hey guys, if you want to talk to Davy Millsaps, you have a question for him. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give give us a call, and uh, we have a few lines open, and you can talk to Davy Millsaps and ask him. Uh, Whatever you want. If it's too dumb, we're going to hang up on you, though. Uh, Davey, what about the switch to Scott Gear, Scott Goggles, and AGV helmets? All new look for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty crazy when I got when I got the call from from my from Travis, my agent, saying, "Hey, what do you think about Scott and AGV and stuff?" And I was like, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to try things, and uh, you know, I, I'm pumped on them. Actually, it's uh, you know, John and and Talon, all those guys from Scott have been you know super awesome. You know, it's it's, a, it's really cool to work with them. They're always on they're always on top of things, and uh, you know, do anything to make me happy, which is really cool. And uh, you know, with AGV, they're the same way. You know, they they went back. They had some issues with the padding in the helmet. They went back and fixed it, and you know, it's good now. So, uh, you know, it's cool to have people like that on your side, to where they're willing to do anything they can to to make it comfortable for you. And and uh, I'm pretty pumped on it for sure. It was a, it was a good switch. 
Nice. Well, hey, I want to ask you also, and I'm only asking this because you've been very open about it, which is cool. Uh, and it's also you talked about an in, uh, interview on Racer X, I believe. But talk about Brittany and the situation uh, with having her back in your corner. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really cool, and uh, I'm pumped to have her back for sure. It's uh, like I said on Racer X, it was a uh, it was a rough patch for us, and you know we we work things we're working things out and you know it, it's getting better it's uh you know we, we take things really slow and you know we're going to the marriage counselor and everything and you know just doing our thing which is uh which is cool it's it's nice you know to give each other 100 percent of our you know of our love to each other which i believe is helping us a lot more and you know before it was like you know doing little things for each other but then we wouldn't do anything you know too big but now it's like you know you got to sacrifice some things to make each other happy, and that's what we're doing. So uh, very nice, you know, very nice. Uh, you know, marriage, marriage isn't easy. It's it's hard work, that's and a fact. Uh, yeah. you know, it, I wasn't willing to do it. But you know, now uh, she was uh, when she left. It was it was hard. It was really hard for me, and it made me realize, uh, yeah. you know, what I'm what I was missing. So uh, nice. I'm willing to do the work now. <laughs> nice, nice, good answer, good answer for all those married people yeah. out there. Hey, let's yeah. take, let's take a call here, Davey. All right. All right, the Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. You're on the air live with uh, Davey Millsaps. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Scott from Ocala, Florida. And, uh, hey, Scott. Just want to say uh, congratulations to Davey on the race. It was good to see you win again. Um, I really enjoyed watching. I was pointing out to my son how well you um, keep your feet on the pegs and kind of stand up through the turns and all that stuff. And I grew up here in Florida watching you ride. And I noticed that you pretty much did that when you were on 60s and 80s as well. I didn't know if that came naturally or is that something you consciously try to do. Um, you know, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's pretty cool that you're from Ocala, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know, man. I've I've always I've always done you know what I what I do, and uh, it's hard to say. You know, during you know growing up, my mom and, and uh, Gary Bailey always pushed me to you know to work on ruts. Honestly, I always sucked at ruts, and uh, I always sucked at rutted tracks. I remember you were. But, I remember you were a lot shorter when you were younger too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was real short. But uh, you know, I, we just we just kept working on it. But you know, working on it became second nature. And uh, you know, now when I go out and I ride, it's just my body position, and my feet position, and um, and how I work the ruts and everything. It actually works to my advantage now. So uh, other than that, I think I think mainly it was just me growing up you know just trying to teach myself how to do it basically just riding with it and ended up working uh that's a it's a hard question i don't know no, no i think that's good Davey. I think, yeah, thanks uh, for the call yeah exactly thanks caller i think uh you know you were in a unique position growing up down there with Millsaps training facility and similar let's say to a josh hansen who has a very textbook style as well yeah. and uh yeah. you know with gary bale in your corner you have to have the technique stuff down pat and it's nice to see it come to fruition this late in your career and be able to ride that stuff and i can attest i, I sucked in the ruts myself i just never practiced them so i never got any good but you you definitely have the ruts figured out and that's definitely uh an advantage on a track like that and were those ruts they look like they were shiny in the rut like where your rear wheel would snap into them and that's to me, a lot more dangerous than just a regular ruddy track. Was that the case? Yeah, yeah. All my all my red skills came from my mom. Actually, you know, make me go out there and do figure eights all you know every day for five minutes, three sets of five minutes in the freaking figure eight, and uh, you know, so all that stuff came. But yeah, did it inside the rut, going in the rut, coming out of the rut, in the rut. I mean, all at the face of the jump was just all you know shiny, slick dirt. But uh, that's why you had a lot of, a lot of uh, throttle control and. Yeah. Uh, 
with the 450, it's kind of easy just to, you know, lose all the traction because you pin it. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I thought that I had pretty good thought of control, and that, that's what came to my advantage, too. Yeah, click it up a gear and lug it. Yeah, a lot of riders, a lot of riders would uh, love to have the uh, the talent that you have out there. Sometimes you just make things look so easy. Uh, everybody wants to call in 702 586 7857 to talk to Davey Millsaps. Davey, I'm curious uh, as to your relationship with uh, Louch. I, I talked to him yesterday, like I mentioned. He's been by your side the whole time. Um, a lot of riders have been jumping trainers, as I'm sure you've noticed. Um, it's one of, the, one of the things that I just look at and kind of laugh about. But you and Louch have been together for a long time. Talk about what he means to you and how he helps you out and uh, and all that. No, me and me and Louch, we, uh started working together in 07. And you know, he came to me, and and I was you know 230 pounds, and uh, this is right after I had the rod taken out of my leg, and and I had the you know the hole in my inner ear, wasn't allowed you know wasn't allowed to work out, wasn't allowed to do anything, and uh, you know I gained a lot of weight, and he came to me, and he was like, good God, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and we lost, and I lost you know 27 pounds, and. Went down to you know close to well actually I was two twenty five I think yeah so I was under I was under two hundred by the time he was you know by the time Anaheim one came around wasn't it and uh, what but that was still when you're on two fifties wasn't it because that was one of no, the issues no that, that was four fifty okay I, I was thinking you were yeah. still battling the weight issue no. when you're on two fifty F kind of like Andrew or no. Preston or any of those guys you're a bigger guy to begin with so. Yeah. So anyway, he started working with me, and you know, it just became, you know, like a friendship trainer, and you know, we we keep it, you know, friendship to friendship, you know, and then business and business, you know what I mean? So like, when he needs to be my trainer and tell me what to do, he does it. You know, if I don't like it, he doesn't care. He's making me do it. And uh, you know, and then then the flip side, you know, we're we're you know best friends, and uh, you know, it's it's cool to have someone like that behind you, especially you know Johnny Lauch, who. Uh, who pushes you and pushes you and like you know like I said before we he did everything he could possibly do to figure out what the hell was wrong with me right. you know in the in the first couple of races is he's like dude there's no way you you know you should be doing this you know uh you work so hard and you train so hard and you know what is going on and he's like is it mental I said dude it's not mental I don't know I could do five laps and I got arm pump and he goes oh you know we couldn't <laughs> figure it out yeah boom you know he read the back of one bottle you know and that was it <laughs> right. so uh He's a, uh, you know, he mean he means a lot to me, and uh, you know, I I hope I have until I retire for sure. All right, well, let's nice. take a call. Yeah. We got a call on the line for you. Hey, oh, welcome to cool. the welcome to the Moto Show with uh, Mathis Lindsay, and more importantly, Davey Millsaps. Uh, who's this? This has been has been. You're back on a oh, regular call. Yeah, you got Millsaps on the line. Okay, hey Davey, congratulations on your win uh, Saturday night. That was a long time coming. Who's has been? Hasbin's a regular uh, uh, caller on the show. We uh, we don't really know his name. He's from Jersey. It could be the situation. Oh, I know his name. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> I know who you, it is. You you might you one might. The, one of the I Jersey just want to know if, um, if Jeff Stan gave you a, a call because on uh, on uh, no, the no, no, podcast, I was actually wanted to bring that up there. He kind of threw you under the bus there, and I just uh, wanted to know if he uh, called to uh, at least you know, give you a, a good little card charge you know. <laughs> All right, Hasbin. Th- thanks for your question. You know, actually, He's going to answer it right now. Actually, uh, okay. hey, is he still there or no? No, I just. Oh, sorry, I just cut Hasbin off. I, we want to hear no, your answer. Yeah. I actually, I actually know who that guy was. It's pretty funny. Um, no, I was actually listening to an interview right before you guys called, and uh, you know, you know, uh, what what you both had to say there didn't really make me too happy. But you know, it is it is what it is. You know, he thinks he thinks that. 
you know, me being, you know, me being over with if I don't do anything this year. But, you know, he he didn't know what was wrong with me. You know, he's not in the sport anymore. He's he's over there, you know, helping his kids out and everything. So, you know, he, he didn't know what was wrong with me. You know, and neither did I, but, you know, right. you know, I'm hoping I have things figured out where I can, you know, I'm turning this stuff around and, you know, and I'm moving forward with it. And, you know, I am working really hard. I do work hard every single week, you know, and I do go out there and I put in my time. And, uh, you know, I don't rely on my talent to get me anywhere. I rely on, you know, my talent and hard work on top of that, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm only 21 years old, you know what I mean? Like, I, I still have a long career. I'm, I'm 21 years old. I'll be 22 next week. It's not like I'm 28, like everyone thinks I am. Yeah, you know, and we talked about that. Yeah, earlier, definitely, yeah. people think you're older. Uh, maybe it's yeah. a five o'clock shadow that you seem to grow overnight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't know. But you know, to be honest with you, man, it's I'm doing my work. I'm, I'm putting my hard work in. You know, Honda last week said, you know, that's the that's the hardest they've ever seen me work on a motorcycle. Last week, I mean, I hit the ground so hard on Tuesday. I you know, I pulled my groin. Pull. I I felt like I pulled both my groins. I hurt my wrist. Hurt my elbow. Um, bruised my butt, hurt my knee, and I still went out. I still rode until four o'clock in the afternoon. And this was this was nine thirty in the morning when I did all that. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm working. I'm working really hard. Honda sees I'm working hard. They always have someone out there every day. You know, I write my laps down for them so they can see the lap times. You know, it's uh, you know, I'm like I said, dude, I'm working hard. Me and Johnny are working hard. You know, I have a great crew behind me. You know, and, and I don't care what Stan says. You know, he. He's uh he doesn't race anymore. When he raced, yeah, he was the man. But you know that that is what it is. That's back in the day. You know, the generation's yeah. new now. It's uh it's a lot the speed <laughs> the speed's a lot faster, and the tracks are a lot harder, and and the bikes are a lot faster too. So they're hard to hang on to. And uh, you know, it's I don't care what he says. I'm uh, I'm gonna make it in the sport, and that's that's what I'm I'm born to race a motorcycle, and you know I'm gonna win, and I'm gonna be up in the front. So, well, your perseverance is certainly uh, not not unnoticed. And as we talked about earlier, I think people don't realize. I mean, Jeff sure, certainly should realize all the ingredients it takes. And and just like we talked about, I mean, in a golf scenario, I don't hate to use that analogy again, but if you're off by one or two strokes, you know, you're not even in the top hundred. In your case, yeah. you're off by one or two seconds a lap, and you're you're sixth place instead of first, and you suck. That's just a harsh reality in this sport, and I I don't like it. I've said that for years. I really think. All of you guys deserve mass respect, and when a guy like you does get it figured out, magical things happen like they did Saturday night. So uh, one thing, one thing. Yeah, about but that, I mean, oh, but even like like you, know what it is, dude. These are, you know, when Reed and Bubba come back in, it's the top ten fastest guys in in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And finishing, and you know, finishing top winner. five, yeah. top ten, you're still the top ten fastest guy in the world. That's right, and only so one guy can like win every week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like you suck, you, you know you. <laughs> yeah. You have to work. You, you have to build. It's like building blocks, man. You you know you put one block down, and then you put another one on top of it, and you and you work your way up. You know it's like a, you just keep building off of every block, and and uh, you know eventually hope to get to the top. All right. Well, one thing so, one one thing for sure is yeah, I've definitely been a been a critic of yours uh, on that podcast show with with six time. He uh, we did it before San Francisco. He didn't have the greatest things to say about you nor Ryan Villapoto and and I mean I love Jeff but but Villapoto won last weekend uh, you know San Francisco and you won this weekend so certainly uh some of the things he said on the show uh you know didn't come to fruition let's say Yeah I mean I you know I respected I respected Jeff you know 
so much as a racer and as a person because he's always nice to me. You know, he helped me out a lot in 06 and that and this and that. But, you know, I, I got hurt. I got hurt in 06, or I mean 07. I, I broke my femur in 06, did my ear in, in 07, broke my shoulder in 08, and... Uh, what I do last year? Um, oh, about your, just your broke neck. my neck in yeah. 09. Yeah. I mean, so I've been hurt for the last, you know, three three years, you know, and to to say that, you know, say that I haven't done my work, shit, I've done my work. Yeah. I've just been hurt. It's a you know what I mean? Sport, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it just sucks that everyone criticizes everyone when they don't know anything. They just, they... They see someone get last, or you know, they see someone get ninth, and like, oh, he doesn't train hard. He got tired, you know. He's but winded. He's bad. He's this, you know, neck, and yeah. you know, and uh, I'm not. I, I'm not winded. It's uh, it has to do with you know, to be honest with you, Anaheim one, Anaheim two, uh, Phoenix, all had to do with the freaking creatine, man. I, I, you, you saw me last weekend. You saw me the weekend before. I mean, did I look that winded to you guys? No, no. no the not, the no. proof is in the pudding. There's no hey, doubt about but, it. Hey, Mathis, did I look like you? <laughs> uh, no, I was winded when I did my two-mile run the other day. Uh, that was winded. You were not winded. Uh, well, hey, like I said, man, the proof is in the pudding. Look at your last two results. Clearly, uh, something has changed, and uh, there's no doubt about that. So kudos to you and, and Louch. And Louch, actually, yesterday in our conversation, he told me that neck thing was pretty gnarly. Yeah, they, you know, they... They go in there recently. I went to this uh, to a guy and had an X-ray, and and there's a lot of damage done between C2 and C3 that they didn't see before. And then I tore, you know, I tore a bunch of muscles and tendons and ligaments running through my spinal cord, and uh, I'm a, and all the soft tissues and stuff through my spinal cord. I can't, I can barely even look up still. You know what I mean? Like tilting my head up, I can barely look up, and it's still bad. I, you know, I, when I when I get time off, I need to, I need to definitely go have my whole neck, you know, gnarly therapy to where I can tilt my head backwards that's, and <laughs> that's you, my goal and you raced with it like that if i'm not mistaken you came back earlier than you should have and that was part of the time when people were busting on you saying that you had no heart but in truth you had a lot of heart for even being out there racing when you shouldn't have been correct yeah they, i came back i came back about six weeks earlier than what i should have yeah yeah so people so, i think that's the point you're trying to make is people sometimes don't see it all and they just see a sixth or an eighth or a tenth and they think what you know what the hell look at josh hill i mean uh, was flailing around, couldn't even crack the top ten outdoors over the summer, and then comes back yeah. and is doing this. So uh, it definitely takes a lot of hard work, and people don't realize that. I think it's just ultimately we could go into this all night. I mean, it, I guess it could be the sincerest form of flattery if they're they're ripping on you. I think maybe they're wanting you to win. They're saying, I'll, I'll tell you, Davey? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you one thing that that sort of made me say some things about Davy that were harsh was I would have guys like literally like Reed, Ferry, Short. Um, those three stick out of my mind most. But other riders come up to me, JT Money. Yeah, they can't believe how good Davy Millsaps is when yeah. they watch him. Yeah. They're they're in awe of his talent, and that includes Chad Reed, who 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 can't believe how good he is. And yeah. um, you know, so when I have these guys that are top of the top of the world, Tim Ferry, uh, you know, tell me how great Davy Millsaps is, I'm like, wow, geez, you know, he's really great. And but as we know, there's a lot of things going on off the track and with your body. That, uh, that are holding you back. So, uh, you know, some of the things that I may have said have come from that. Other riders in awe of your talent, Davey. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's, you know, that's super cool. You know, especially, you know, people, when riders, other riders say that stuff. And, yeah, uh, those are your peers, you know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely really cool and everything. But, uh, 
you know, I, I really, when people talk, when people talk crap, it's like, you know, who cares? I like, you know, what do they do? I like to see them do it. You know, I like to see them even qualify for the, for the night show. You know what I mean? Let alone go out and, you know, get top 10, even win a race. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, definitely you know, people that, you know, people that talk crap are just people that don't know, really. Well, hey, David, so, we, we definitely uh, thank you for being so open with us. First of all, obviously, thanks for taking the time out of your business schedule to come on with us tonight. Thank you so much for being so open. <laughs> no worries. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations again, and uh, we'll see you We'll both see you this weekend at Anaheim. And good luck. Hopefully you can get another win and uh, keep the ball rolling here. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's my goal, and I just you know, I just, I just want to thank all the fans that stuck behind me and even the people that talk crap. It's uh it makes it, it makes it easier for me to go out there and, and work harder. So I appreciate that too. Nice. <laughs> right so, on. Uh, right. Well, thanks again, uh, Red Bull Honda uh, Racing. What Scott uh, Dunlop, of course. AGV. Uh, AGV. Ryder. Right. Davy Millsaps. Yeah. Davy, thanks again for calling in, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Davy. Thank you. All right, take care. There we go, awesome, Davy Millsaps man. on the show. Yeah, uh, a lot of talking. A lot of the words talking crap in he, there. He now is and, uh, <laughs> the Red Bull Honda Racing Team. He's yeah. the sole rider there, unfortunately. So Davey definitely has more weight on his shoulders. He said it wasn't any extra pressure, but I think he'll find that it will be as the weeks progress here, and he's the only guy under that big red. You're semi. saying they're not going to fill in for short? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I can't think off the top of my head who they would. When when uh, when Grant went down and when Chad went down, to me the replacements were pretty obvious. Here it's not quite so clear who would fill that. spot spot uh i can think of one or two that i won't say just for political reasons maybe why not ah say it i don't know uh, say it may, maybe maybe langston i don't know oh there we go yeah, yeah. i mean i it, the team over there is a pretty loose run outfit maybe mm -hmm. they would be happy for him to go there maybe not maybe he's happy there he's a yama long time I mean, he, yamaha guy but yeah uh it depends on how his contract they, is structured of course didn't they pull coisey kind of out of nowhere they, they pulled, did i mean nobody like when coisey was announced as a fill-in for the two for the f Everybody was like, huh? I was actually neck deep in that whole thing. I'm not going to mention the rider, but there was a rider that I was working with that was under contract, but the contract was not signed, and we actually used it as leverage to get the contract signed. Like, guys, this rider has an opportunity. Honda wants him. Either sign this thing or cut him loose because he's got factory Honda right. beating down his door right now. They they stepped up, they signed the contract, end of story. Yeah. Uh, and then Koizu was next. So that you know there is a process in it, but as you know, there's not a lot of riders who are a available and b can fit the bill to fill in a factory Honda ride. So right. uh, you know maybe uh, I was just gonna say I'm thinking off the top of my head. I guess GPs are getting ready to start. Jimmy Albertson maybe could come over and fill in for a couple of rounds. You never know. He's a supercrosser. He's a Honda factory guy through Honda Japan HRC on the Martin Honda team. Like I said, mentioned earlier, I actually had a little bit to do with that. I'm pretty proud of the fact that I helped him get over there. And Jimmy, uh, good luck to you in the GPs. I'm, I'm talking out my butt here. I don't think he'll actually come over and ride Supercross, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. No, I think for the, sure. The GPs start, what, April 4th, maybe? If you, uh, if you have an idea about who can fill in, give us a call. 702-586-7857. Yeah. Uh, give us a call and let us know uh, what you think. Uh, about Davy Millsaps being on the show and uh, any questions you have about Supercross and uh, anything like that. Uh, it's Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis here in uh, Overcast, Las Vegas, uh, doing the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. And uh, great guest. Davy was good. That was good. Actually. I like the major dropping hints at me. Major, major hints <laughs> he dropped did. He at was, me. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't scared That's okay. to say that he wasn't happy, which is I cool. can take it. I got like broad shoulders. Very, very mature for a 21-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. do definitely do think that Davey is uh, much older than what he is. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, basically I think that it, it does bug me a bit when athletes call out tubby riders like myself or any in other sports too. You see it in football, any yeah, sport. could you do it? Uh, yeah. Could you do it? Yeah. That's not – my job is to cover it. Sure. And your job is to race. Yeah. And yeah. that's – 
I mean, Fair enough. Yeah. Can you criticize the president? Yeah. Yes, we all do. Yeah. But could you do it? Yeah. yeah. Could you, yeah. we're not going to be presidents? Right, right. Um, unfortunately, the world we live in is a free enterprise system, and the fans of the sport is determined that there are journalists who cover it and watch it. Yeah. I don't buy that argument. It comes up on the forums and the boards all the time. Sure. Sure. Um, that's the number one response. Yeah. That I have, mean, yeah. Uh, no. I actually I could have qualified for the night show had I had a pro license the last few weeks. There hasn't been forty guys in the four fifty field. This but is true. But anyways. Uh, I just don't. I don't get with that argument. Show, I mean, you show up on the starting line in the heat race next to David. Right, hey, Davey, what's hey, up? hey, what's up, David? Check, check me out. Uh, you know, so definitely you can say I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, my opinion is jacked up, and uh, I'm an idiot. I can take all that. Just don't pull out the old uh, "let's see you do it, Tubby" excuse because Fair again, Fair it's enough. just not the way it is. Well, how about your uh, "what's eating Steve"? You want to get to that before we wrap things up, or <laughs> that, should, we, uh, should we call it a night? Well, that could be what's eating me. That that, that, that wasn't it. Yeah. But uh, uh, 702-586-7857 if you do want to call in and uh, and tell me I'm an idiot, go ahead. Or uh, tell Paul that he's an idiot. But um, uh, anyways, what's eating me is basically – what's eating me is CSC. Do you know CSC. Th- do you know what that is? No, I do not. That is the company that seems to provide security – at every supercross ah. race. Yellow jackets. Red I jack- mentioned that earlier that San Diego was a cluster trying to get back in the yeah. pits. Uh, uh, red the jackets. Gate that I went in and all, all night long changed at the end of the night where you had to have, I could get in, but my buddy with the guest pass couldn't get in. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous. They hire these guards, they give them a sheet that tells you which passes you're supposed to get and who can go where. And these guys making seven or eight dollars an hour, if that, can't even seem to get that right. They, they're, they're on power trips. They, I mean, I, what kind of qualifications do you have to be to get one of those jobs? Do you just have to fit a round peg into a round hole? Because I think that might be all you can get. Uh, at every round this year, I've had my issue with one of those guards. I have a media credential. I'm allowed certain places. I'm not allowed certain places. This is my long time covering Supercross. I think I know where I can go. And, uh, and these guys just re- repeatedly, despite having a color-coded chart, with who gets by, yep. screw it up. Yep. I'm just I, last this weekend. I got into an argument with the lady that wouldn't let me up to the press box before 12:30. 12:30 is when the fans are allowed to come in who have tickets with stickers on them. That is the time for the open pits. Well, as a media guy, I can come and go, or you, whatever credential you have, yep. you can come and go. Uh, this lady wasn't having it. She was like, "No, you're not allowed in till 12:30." Right. I said, "You're not allowed in the pits till 12:30." She goes, "Yes." I said. I'm in the pits right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get out. Or of the pits. how about if you're trying to exit the building? Not even go in the pits. I've I've been at doors where you're trying. I'm trying to exit the building, and they say you cannot go this way. That happened in Phoenix, actually. Yeah. They said you need this pass to go through this door. I'm like the parking lot is right there, not the pits. Yeah. The parking lot. I'm a fan. I'm exiting the building. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to go to my rental car. You can't go through this door. I'm like you can't hold me here as a prisoner. I'm leaving the building. <laughs> this is an exit. I want to go to the yeah. parking lot. I'm not trying yeah. to get into the pits. I'm not trying to get in the press box. I'm yeah. leaving the building. And uh, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. I ha- but I don't I think had that's it too. necessarily a Feld thing. It's just the no, 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 the yellow no, jackets. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely not a Feld thing. Yeah. Uh, anytime you get a Feld guard person over, they can clear they it up. Straighten pretty, it out pretty right quick. away. Exactly. Um, I, I'm probably going to get bagged on for this, uh, but I was trying to go to TGI Fridays in Phoenix. Yeah. And I could not go out the door to get me to the door to get the TGIF Fridays. Yeah. The lady was telling me, "No, no, you have to go all the way around. You don't have the right pass." And yeah. I, I was like. Look at that piece of paper behind you, lady. Again, square peg, round hole. I know you struggle with this, but <laughs> I can go through this door. It's not X'd with the with the with the marker from Feld. 
And uh, she wasn't having it. And yeah. so just every week I have trouble with these people. And I don't mean if anybody. Josh Hansen got. See, you and Josh actually are closer than you think because Josh got in a fight with one of these guys in Toronto, didn't he? Yeah, he literally, did. He started throwing haymakers, yeah, yeah. which again, but that illustrates kind of what a douchebag he is because you don't win anywhere with those guys. You just have to yeah. point out the obvious and then move on. Yeah. But every weekend this year, I've had a problem going somewhere where I'm totally allowed to go, yeah, as yeah. I know from my, my years very, of covering. very frustrating. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just, uh, hey, I don't know if anybody's listening works for CSC. Anybody listening is one of those security guards, but. Uh, I just call them yellow jackets. F you, CSC. <laughs> That's what I got to say to that. I can go there. That's right. And uh, with a lady who's trying to keep me out of the pits while I was in the pits, yeah. That's classic. When you show them your pass, this is a number eight. Look on your board right there, the color-coded card. No, she was saying, no, yeah. you, you, the pits don't open until 1230. You yeah. can't get in there. I'm in the pits, lady. Yeah. I'm trying. Anyways, whatever. That's what's eating me this week. All uh, right. well, we can get a sponsor that, for that, and uh, we can figure that out. 702-586-7857. A few moments left. Uh, we can take some calls from people. Who? Uh, what's eating you guys tonight? Uh, is there something that's really bugging you? Uh, maybe we can throw in a, a listener segment, and uh, and you guys can do it. You know, we haven't I, we grazed over the with, with Davy calling in late. We kind of skipped over the 250 class. I want to give two shout outs real quick, or, or Ping is going to kill me. T- Troy Lee designs two podiums this week. He got they got their first podium at uh, what was it a two or no? Yeah, a two. Um, Will Hahn got a podium. That they was their. They didn't get one in Phoenix. No, that was okay. their first podium ever for that team, which was huge because Ping, as you know, predicted that they would this year, and there was a big thing with Jake Weimer saying, "Who are you going to hire that's going to get on the podium?" And Ping said, "We'll see." So there uh, you go. Yeah, Ping yeah, wasn't happy right. about that's that. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So they now not only did they get on the podium, they got two podiums in one night. So congratulations, David. Congratulations, the whole Troy Lee team. They look great. And also want to give a big shout out to Phil Nicoletti, who caught a lot of flack for lining on Ryan Morris from myself, not not to mention. Right. I did say I like Phil. He's a great rider, great kid, and I didn't blame him. It just shit happens. And he landed on Ryan and it was his fault. But since then, Phil has uh, rebounded nicely on that privateer KTM getting a 10th uh, last week in San Francisco and then a 7th this week after he led the heat race this week too. Almost won his heat race. So yeah. Phil, Phil's looking good. He's a mutter too. He's I got from a Phil McLeary yeah. story. No, let's, let's have it. Uh, as I was walking out of the pits, <clears throat> uh, I passed a box fan and uh, he drove by me and then I just kept walking. He stopped, stopped in traffic and uh, the window rolls down and, and he goes, Somebody goes, hey, are you that Mathis guy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And thinking, you know, hey, here comes a, a gun or a swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just never a know. Haymaker. And uh, I go, uh, yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, hey, man, I- I'm Phil Nicoletti. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, filthy. And he goes, yeah, filthy Phil. And I said, right <laughs> on. He goes, hey, thanks for everything you've been writing about me. And I'm like, dude, don't thank me. I mean, you've been good. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was a highly touted amateur Honda rider. We almost uh, hired that kid as, oh, yeah? as a Honda amateur rider. Just a little side note. Yeah. We almost hired him on that Toyota program at one point when, um, we had, when we had the uh, Toyota moving yeah, yeah. forward amateur, amateur deal. Thing. He was one of the finalists. Um, so, yeah, basically, he uh, he thanked me. He's been good. I said, hey, man, you, you've been good. Don't thank me. You've been riding awesome. The KTM has agreed with you, obviously, and uh, and he's been on it. So, uh, God cool that he stopped me to, to thank me and yeah. I, you know who his mechanic is who's that terry oh. terry varner i saw terry varner with the varner shirt standing in the mechanics area I varner was him i saw the hat i saw the varner shirt i said yeah, that yeah. looks like terry varner i didn't know what line. happened to terry varner terry terry and i go way way back varner is back. did our motors back at uh planet honda the the job i didn't that i juked you for remember yep. varner was doing never our called me back in 98 i applied for a job as a mechanic at planet honda in 1998 and paul Lindsay was the manager and uh he would not call me back uh wouldn't call me to tell me he what couldn't hire me 
wouldn't call me to tell me he was going to hire me, just wouldn't return so, repeated so messages. So you say, so you say. That is I true. don't recall that because as I told you, my my motto in this industry yeah. is the callback because there's too many people yeah, who don't a, call people back. Not in 1998 it wasn't. I guess not. I was Maybe sitting I was by the phone. Rookie, yeah. I mean, I would have been great if you would have just called me to say, hey, I can't hire you, dude. See, like, that's what I, I would have just moved that's on. My, that's right. my MO. That's what right. I do yeah. these now. days. Maybe I didn't nope. do it back then. Yeah. Uh, at, or as I told you, maybe it wasn't my job to hire you back then. I was a gopher team manager. Yeah. The guy that really ran the show was the owner, so maybe it was his job to call you back and you just thought it was me. Right. Has there ever been a team in the history of the sport with more chaos behind it than Planet Honda? Like with riders, Evans and Craig and yeah. the owner and I the mechanics. I don't know that it was that no? bad. I, I think the thing that was bad, and this is going to hope Chuck's not listening, the owner was actually a really good guy, but he was a psycho. He, he had roid rage and would punt regularly, on a regular basis, punch his fist through a wall in the semi or really? in his office. Yeah, it was pretty scary. So, uh, <laughs> it's pretty scary. Yeah, it was, it, the guy was kind of a, a little out there, but a nice guy. Gave me my first chance, well, my second chance, I guess, and I thank him for it, but a little bit tense work environment yeah a little yeah. bit chaos there maybe maybe i could be to blame because i was a new young team manager and that some of the mechanics didn't respect me so i didn't have that kind of authority figure like a mitch payton where it's my way or the highway i was just kind of there doing doing the the gopher thing you know yeah. at the time so i was there at the press day when evans ghost rode his planet honda. i don't know if you were on the team then evans ghost rode his planet honda bike because it was a 125 cr 125 and it was dog slow oh, and he couldn't clear this triple on that press was, day that was jungle i was gone that's couldn't, when i started my team already couldn't yeah. clear this triple bang case 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 yeah. the other dudes were of course clearing it easy yeah. and finally he went case went down the down the ramp and just ghosted it see, off into all frankie all that crap started when i left that's why <laughs> yeah. it turned into chaos yeah. <laughs> hey i see uh, i see grendel's in the in the room uh grendel give us a call if you want or anybody give us a call 702-586-7857 we're getting ready to wrap up the uh, the moto show paul has a point here yeah, that he about, has to make how about pj larson we, we missed over yeah. him too he coming over back from australia he's an american kid obviously goes yeah. to australia for ktm comes back gets the call when Tommy Cyril goes down and quietly gets an eighth place. Pretty good ride for PJ. You know, good rider, good young kid. He's he's doing – I like when I saw the interview with him on the show where uh, – it was actually on the Racer X show, by the way. Uh, check that out too. Racer X, uh, the moto – or the motocross – no, we're the moto show. It's called the Racer X Supercross show is what it's called. And uh, Aaron Normoyle does some great stuff over there for Racer X. Did an interview with Tommy Cyril on her left and, uh, and uh, PJ on her right, and he was talking about how he's got to do what he's got to do with this economy. I thought it was great that yeah. he was willing at his age to go to Australia – go to germany do what he's got to do just to be on a motorcycle that is a smart kid right there uh <clears throat> michael hall tried to do the same thing unfortunately i helped out with that deal with husqvar and it didn't work out quite as well, well as he just got injured right or is it he done? did he did i mean he was having some bike issues i'm not throwing the bike under the bus that actually that tcx 250 is pretty sweet but he was having some problems with his specific bike and he, he ended up getting hurt not because of the bike but he ended up getting hurt so, he came home uh, so the deal's off oh he the deal's never, off it was oh. never supposed to ride gps we jimmy button and i put it together we were hoping uh that it would lead to a the gp ride everybody assumed in fact mxa jumped the gun and w that's what we can talk about we can talk about my little mxa we'll talk about Husky for a second though. yeah yeah uh mxa jumped the gun and said that uh they hired him to race full factory husqvarna in supercross and i was like what and i knew for a fact that wasn't right so i called him out on, yeah. on motor news they it was a deal simply to race uh eight or ten euro supercrosses for husky uh, he was getting paid a certain amount of start money and, and travel money every week. They were putting him up in an in apartment over there and taking good care of him. And Jimmy and I had hoped that it would lead to this GP ride. They needed a rider in MX2, and then uh, it had nothing to do with the States or anything like yeah. that. So, but uh, Husky is sniffing around in America. Husky is? They yeah. are sniffing around in America, yep. uh, perhaps with a team. Uh, I don't know. But they're asking people, hey, 
What about our program? Yeah. Would you run our program? How much would it take to run our program? What yeah. do you think about our program? Nothing committed, obviously, but, back, uh, yeah. but yeah, sniffing around Martino for sure. Bianchi is who I've been dealing with over there. Great guy. Been in the industry a long, long time. Very long time. Like a sell from KTM type guy. Right. And uh, Martino helped put that deal together. And like I said, it didn't go quite as well. But uh, I want to talk about this Motocross Action article real quick because I am, I'll tell you right up front, folks. When I was a kid, Motocross Action was the Bible, period. I think everybody felt that way. Now, I have a great amount of, let's say, disdain for Motocross Action like most of you. I think a lot of the old school people on the message board still love and worship Motocross action they do do great bike tests i'll give them that i'm not just going to jump on the bandwagon to slam mxa and they suck they suck they suck they suck on their editorial content when it comes to racing because jody doesn't even go to the races i i don't think jody could pick me out in a lineup i've been in this sport for well as a racer for a long time as a, as a team manager and other things for 12 years and i've never met jody so for him to get on his soapbox and and tell us presume to tell us how it is every week and he's not even there it kind of bugs me and then when they get things wrong in their magazine it bugs me even worse and they, they screwed up their whole national number system they they continually bag on riders the current riders and i even said something funny on motor news a few weeks ago saying geez jody i'm sorry i didn't you know all these riders didn't have to uh, grow up living in hotel dodge and eating raviolis out of a hubcap like you did sorry you know i'm pretty certain that if somebody dangled a multi-million dollar contract in front of you when you were 21 years old you would have gladly taken it let's how about being happy for these guys that they're finally making the money that it, they should instead of just keeping the sport core but i could go on all night about that but that's not why i brought up motocross action i brought it up because they actually did something well really well and i like basher basher's a great guy that he writes good stuff i've always liked him i think he's gone to the school of jody a little bit too much and that kind of bums me out but whoever wrote this article and 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 they've been called out plenty of times before even basher unfortunately has gotten some stuff wrong uh and their just cynicism is just it gets really really old but like i said this particular article i found it really interesting they did uh, an article called uh, Fight or Flight, I think it's called. I can't remember the name of the, the article. It was in the last, yeah, Fight or Flight, and it was about the uh, the Supercross series. And basically, uh, only the strong will survive the 2010 Supercross Championship. And they did a power ranking, kind of a la Racer X. I thought it was interesting that they nailed it, that for once they actually did it really <laughs> well. And I, I thought I'd give them props for it. I mean, this is interesting to me to rank these riders preseason and, and pretty much nailed it right on the head. Listen to how they have these guys ranked. This is before they saw a single race, by the way, folks. James Stewart, Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey, Josh Grant. They had my top five identical, okay? I might have had Dungey ahead of Villapoto, I believe, in mine, actually. So my, mine would have gone Stewart, Reed, Dungey, Villapoto, Grant. And then they have Andrew Short, Christoph Purcell. Of course, they're throwing the lights guys in there like uh, Davey and those guys do over at Racer X. Uh, Andrew Short, Christoph Purcell, Davey Millsaps, Jake Weimer, Austin Stroop, Trey Kennard, Justin Brayton, Kevin Windham, Tommy Hahn, Ivan Tedesco, Blake Wharton, Ryan Morris, Nico Izzy, Josh Hill, Brett Metcalf, Justin Barsha, Will Hahn, Brock Tickle, Matt Bonney, Josh Hansen. I can't think of a more accurate list. If they're missing yeah. somebody, I don't see it. The only one, obviously, right. is Josh Hill, which, again, has been the story of this year to go from a 19th place ranking, which is probably generous in the offseason when he was right. struggling to find a ride, to being, obviously, a top three guy. But if you think about those, again, Stuart Reed, Villapoto, Dungey, Grant, Short, Purcell, Millsaps, Weimer, Stroop, Kennard, Brayton, Wyndham, Hahn, Tedesco, Wharton, Morris, Izzy, Hill, Metcalf, Barsha, Hahn, Will Hahn, that is. Tickle Bonnie Hanson. I think that's a pretty darn accurate list. So uh, props to it Basher, yeah. whoever came up with that. The ranking system, if you look at it, uh, you know, five weeks into the season here, it's pretty uh, eerily correct. Actually. Yeah, no, so. uh, uh, good for them. You know, good yeah, for MXA. Yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, so drop yeah. the cynicism. It's not <laughs> cool. It's not hip. It's not people don't think you're cool because you have the balls to call somebody out. It just gets old. I, okay, call somebody out if they deserve it. But after that, you know, they're, they're probably one of the ones throwing Davey under the bus. So uh, there we go. Well, Lindsay, yeah. uh, Lindsay has gotten that off his chest. Yeah, now uh, what's eating me? I feel like I'm Steve Mathis all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then with that, we've had another episode uh, of the uh, the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. It's been uh, it's been a good one. Davey Millsaps was our guest. Uh, We'd be remiss without thanking our sponsors, uh, MotorWorldRacing.com, X-Brand Goggles. Check them out on TheXBrand.com. Uh, Rockwell Watches, RockwellTime.com. Motocross Nations. Motocross Lake Nations. September 26th. Next week, Anaheim 3. Yeah. This weekend, I should say. And then the week after that, we head East to Indy, finally. East Coast Opener is going to be a barn burner it is. with Porcel, Barsha, and Stroop are going to be your top Dean three Dean Wilson. Not to mention Dean Wilson, Tyler Atrey, obviously. You'll have Brett Metcalf in there as well. Will many be back? I don't know. I heard he was uh, maybe not. I I haven't yeah. heard the latest on that. But then you've got also uh, Jake Moss and Nico Izzy could be in the hunt. That should Darren be a Durham. really really deep deep. Matt field. Lemoyne. We talked about that in the in the preseason show. How there's a uh, sixteen seventeen guys on the East. With all due respect to the West guys far far less seven or eight yeah. heavy hitters on the west so the east is going to be where it's at and and then uh jake weimer can he do it again this weekend if he does keep in mind folks he's got a full race lead right now 26 points yeah, something, like, something that. like that if he extends that this weekend he can come back breathe a little sigh of relief because that's the hardest part for those west coast guys to go on that long yeah. long break and sit around and hope they don't get injured or something but if jake can extend that lead to say 30 points He's got a race and five points. So that means he could miss Salt Lake and only have to score, say, whatever, 20 points at uh, yeah. to get a third at, at Seattle. Seattle and, yeah. and Se- or Salt Lake, I guess, would be the last round and, and wrap it up. So that would be a huge confidence booster to him to go in with more than a one-race lead with, into that big break. So we'll see if Jake Weimer can do that. All right. But, uh, that's it for this week. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks to Davey Millsaps. Thank you, Paul Lindsay, for uh, you, making Steve. the trip. And um, – um, thank you guys this show will be available on iTunes tomorrow archive will be on pulpmx.com tomorrow and don't uh, forget uh, the Sports Talk Network Sports uh, Talk Network we aired in its entirety 6 o'clock Pacific Wednesday night Wednesday so you can check it out in numerous different ways and uh, yeah once again guys thank you for listening and we will see you next week you know how to cut to the core of me Baxter you're so wise you're like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.